0: The Baltimore Symphony Orchestra presents their season opening gala, celebrating the 40th anniversary of the Joseph Meyerhoff Symphony Hall. This elegant evening will feature Grammy-winning soul and jazz vocalist, Leticy. Join principal pops conductor Jack Everly and the BSO for a night of music, dancing, and more. Come celebrate with the BSO at their season opening gala, September 17th at 8 p.m. at the Joseph Meyerhoff Symphony Hall. Tickets available at bsomusic.org.
1: If it's happening in the Pocono Mountains, it's on PTN, the Pocono Television Network. PTN showcases insider tips, things to do, and great local stories about the people of the Poconos. Find live webcams, weather forecasts on the half hour, and spotlights of our historic small towns, outdoor activities, attractions, and delicious restaurants. PTN is streaming on Poconotelevision.com or on Roku, Amazon Fire TV, and select cable channels. Tune in to PTN. It's everywhere you are and more.
2: Tequila yeah. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of The Hammerlock Hangover. This is Steve, and I'm joined, as usual, by my podcasting partner in crime, my tag team partner extraordinaire, and that is Jeff. Jeff, how's it going?
3: I'm doing great. I am am fueled up on potassium. I'm just hoping that you can take a little more banana, because
2: our special guest joining us tonight, this week on the podcast, for episode 98, is the hottest trending internet wrestling community contributors on Twitter. And that is banana Williams, a playoff. The name Brian Williams he is from zero news. A lot of the information that he's been sharing along with zero is been very, very uh, precise um, and news and, and groundbreaking. Um, your thoughts on our guest, Tonight,
3: yeah, I'm really excited because uh, a little bit of a backstory, and not not too much because I'm sure we'll get into it with Banana himself. Um, I I stumbled upon Zero News by accident. I didn't even know it was an actual news site. I just thought it was a guy posting, and I keep seeing him getting things right, either at the same time or before everyone else, and then to a much higher degree. And then I realized he's actually a news site. and, you know, for six or seven months, it's sort of like my secret. And then there's this stuff going around with Buck Starsky, who, who's an Internet Twitter uh, handle. It's definitely not the, the guy's real name. And by the way, he's since deceased. Rest in peace. And he was looking into some stuff with AW and he got some blowback about it. Uh, you know, he shared some stuff with me, but he was also talking to Banana Unpeeled Williams. That is, uh, you know, a, a, a contributor, a, a reporter for um zero news and so we all sort of got to talking um a little bit and so you know i followed them all and they followed me and this and the other thing and 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 buck has since passed away now apparently he was doxed and stuff like this and i i I don't know if there's any cause or effect there yes or no um it was of natural causes um anyway so since then uh and, and since sort of the investigations into what a W was doing vis-a-vis copyrights and where Ring of Honor started and AEW ended or vice versa, all of a sudden Zero News blows up. All of a sudden they're going from a few hundred followers to a few thousand followers overnight. And while my secret is out, like the source of all my, you know, all my early information has now been blown, um, you know you know, now they're, they're doing very successful, so we're happy for them And anyway, So we're very pleased to have Banana as a guest and hopefully keep up a relationship with that network and have them in the future. Absolutely,
2: absolutely. And I just want to, you know, for it's not really a forewarning, but, you know, w- Jeff and I started this podcast in the middle of the pandemic at the start of the pandemic, really, almost two years ago, as we approach episode 100. Uh, and you know, it's all whimsy, right? It's all us, you know, shooting the shit and talking about the sport that we love, which is professional wrestling. And so this interview, while uh Banana Williams is uh touted as, you know, getting a lot of information correct, um full disclosure, we didn't really kind of vet the guy. We didn't like call up and ask for socials and a background, a resume or anything. We just chased whimsy and said all right this sounds like an interesting story nor could we nor would we right so all the buck starsky stuff all the um the the stuff that banana is saying i mean it's all interesting stuff that we thought you'd find interesting as well but um not fact checked and um highly um what are we going to say um
3: for entertainment purposes only we, we, we have done journalism before, but not because we were planning to do to do journalism, just because there were things that we looked into. And, and if you investigate something and report it accurately, that's journalism, basically. But we're not journalists. This is a podcast. This is a podcast from two guys that have, they have jobs, lives, families, you know, and, uh, you know, whatever. And just, uh, you know, a passion for it and, you know. And we're both sarcastic assholes with uh, funny concepts <laughs> of the
2: humor. Oh, besides that, but well, we do have one Hammerlock Hangover exclusive here. I want to share this before we go into the interview. Want to share this? As you know, Jeff, I, this is even a uh, news to Jeff. Jeff has not made, been made aware of this. Jeff doesn't know that that I'm about to play this clip. He doesn't even know, know that I own this clip. It came to me uh, through my inbox. Uh, Jeff, you know that uh, yesterday before AW Dynamite, Tony Khan held a backstage secret meeting
3: with all the talent. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why you're laughing. I, and, I was envisioning one of the uh, one of the phone calls and a voicemail <laughs> message from all of our greatest hits. <laughs> and 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 somebody
2: tipped me off. Somebody recorded the audio. Oh of the meeting. Mm-hmm. And I have that right now and I'm going to play it for you right now. It's
3: probably Griffin so,
2: so for your for your it <laughs> don't you're not supposed to out them. Okay. For your listening pleasure and the Hammerlock Hangover fans, this is secret audio from the backstage AW Dynamite talent meeting. Okay, okay guys, okay, I want to call this meeting to order, this is, you know, everybody's been reading and talking and hearing a lot of stuff lately about, uh, you know, uh, the, the the backstage stuff that's going on in the, the, the locker room, and I just want to air some, I want to clear some stuff up, I want to clear some stuff with everybody. Hey Adam, uh, Adam Cole, yeah, uh, I, I see your head in the phone, I need everybody's attention, okay? Yeah, whatever Tony. Uh, no, this is serious, Adam. I really need you to stop. Are you, are you, are you texting right now? Are you, who are you texting? No, no, nobody, nobody. Uh, Are you, are you, are you texting Triple H? Hey, give me, come here, come here, Adam Cole. Come here, I need to see your phone. Hey, Tony, get away from me, man. Get away from me. Stop, stop fucking with my phone, Tony. Stop, get away from me. I gotta see that's, that's, you're talking to Triple H, aren't you? You're leaving me, you're
1: leaving me.
3: Riven wow. breaking news i your I, thoughts. Can, I can confirm that bobby fish got injured in that exchange <laughs>
2: <laughs> you're your th- i don't know if that was the only injury that was <laughs> was that occurred during uh, that but your thoughts on that breaking news hammerlock hangover exclusive that audio from tony con tony count sounds a
3: lot very worked up he's very nervous well, WWE lifted the ban on wrestlers twitching, so uh, Adam Cole, I'm sure, was was picking up the phone to, to see if he could uh, come back home. Um, yeah, t- t- Tony's definitely um, worried. Uh, you know, a lot of people are pointing to Triple H's takeover and the positivity and that somehow WWE feels like the cool product now, which is, you know, sort of crazy to say. I mean, I know there was always a contrarian wing, you being one of them that always felt that way. Um, yes. But um, it is, and it's got the positive energy right now. And it's not, you know, it's not just the WWE thing. We, we've been talking about what's going on with Discovery, and we're certainly going to explore more of that with Banana and, and the sources they have and Zero and, and that stuff. But we've been we've been speculating about it. We've been, you know, using our eyes to see what is and isn't going on with Ring of Honor, what is and isn't going on with ratings, what, you know, what Rampage has turned into. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, I'm sure that that video is, is or audio, rather, was totally legit. <laughs> Very Sounded good. Exactly, exactly like, I mean, I'm just surprised you didn't say, hold on, Tony. Yeah, Tony, wait. It, it's story time with Adam Cole, baby.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I, I should have thrown in Adam. Oh, I mean, uh, 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 Adam Cole should have mentioned right. his catchphrase
3: is right. what I was meant meaning to say. Or you should have, uh, I mean, uh, Britt should have said, he'll talk when I let him talk. That's right. That's
2: right. But uh, yeah, wow. What a breaking news here, guys. Every episode, we got some sort of new news. Last week, we broke the news that CM Punk was going to take his ball and go home. And lo and behold, that came true. Listen, Enough of that. We're going to get into it when we talk to Banana. Guys, um, for your listening pleasure yet again, here is our interview with Banana Williams Unpeeled. We have a special guest with us this week. We've been promoting this on our Twitter and our social media handles. And it is uh, Jeff. And my pleasure to introduce to the Hammerlock Hangover audience, Banana Williams from Zero News. Banana, how, how's it going, man?
1: Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. How are you guys doing tonight? we are
2: doing You're great. Doing? Thank you. Thank awesome. you. Awesome. Thank you for making the time, man. Uh, you've been uh, really popping online. Uh, you are uh, you and zero on Twitter uh, representing the the new news of, of professional wrestling. Um, it's very exciting to see a fresh take. And, and most of your takes and, and most of your,
1: your your news seem to be pretty spot on. Oh yeah, we we had zero news. We always want to make sure that all of our sources are right and all of our sources are accurate. We don't want to be like the rest of the people who go plans change or oh something happened all of a sudden and not and not if we're ever wrong about anything, we'll put it on there. We'll say that we're wrong. We we won't lie to you and say, Oh well plans change. Like what kind of plans changed? What how can you say that plans changed at the last minute or not say, Oh, well, we were wrong about something like if we're wrong about anything we always say oh we're wrong we will we'll will work to get it right next time well that's good no. man it's good to see accountability
2: in 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 news or wrestling news i think jeff and i usually uh bicker back and forth about like the the fact that there is a lot of missing Journalists, like everybody likes to claim they're they're a wrestling journalists, but they're not really journalists. They don't do the background checks. They don't source their their material or
3: vet it properly, right, Jeff? Oh, definitely. We could go through example after example. I mean, you know, for instance, you know, I, I called three media broadcast ad buyers, uh, you know, and and you know none of those other folks did it they didn't know what a union was versus a guild. You know, we looked into that stuff. We, there was some litigation going on. We got Stephen P. New on, we got another federal lawyer on, you know, we, we've done more journalism than than they have generally. And we're not journalists. Um, and sometimes it seems like we're skeptical or cynical, but anyone who's been in the world of law and contracts and business would understand why, because most, you know, for every deal that goes through probably nine don't, um, Yeah, I'm really more curious in in your story, because we sort of like zero to me was like my little secret. And 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 then I sort of backed into the banana, which is a a terrible uh, phraseology there. um, (laughs) It's a great visual through. It really is through Buck Starsky. Um, And tragically, uh, Buck recently passed away. Um, uh, He had an illness. I'm not I'm not going to be here to say what it is I don't I'm not quite sure what's public and what isn't um but he was sort of you know going after AEW pretty hard for mostly for the copyright stuff and and he was sort of investigating I think that maybe you two uh became I think you might have already been acquainted and and we're working on that a little bit but uh, you know it seems you're he was more laser focused on one thing and, and you're more of a full, uh, you know, investigative reporter sort of. But what maybe if you could tell us how you and how you joined Zero or how Zero found you and then, you know, sort of the Bucks. well I've always, history, I've
1: always been a fan of zero like everything that he has done has been spot on and i've always said it to him like you 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 get things right that dave Meltzer or sean ross sap couldn't even get right not even mike johnson at pw insider like, the problem is is that they a lot of these guys are biased like whether they want to admit it or not they're biased like they have they have some sort of bias for AEW whether it's getting special access like buck has told me like we had those long conversations these guys are getting special access from tony and in, in order to not even say anything and it's not it's not fair to the IWC it's not fair to anybody else and so zero and I we we deeply agreed with that and so I'm using my tv sources and he's using his w, he, he's using his wrestling sources and we're trying to bring a new News media into wrestling. We we want to be the ones that hold those people accountable. We're the ones that are are trying to weed them out, are trying to weed out the fake news. And I've always tried to put. I tried to call out Sean Ross Sapp, but he's blocked me. I've tried to call out Dave Meltzer. They've all blocked me. Like if you're a real journalist, you you try to go and try to go and take that head on. That was the last time I checked as a journalist. Am I correct?
3: Yeah. I, I mean, I think so. I mean, you know, I think that they've both gotten soft because they get, you know, they, they feel like they're under siege, but they put themselves under siege by being wrong and defensive and, and, you know, overtly biased, like, like you put it, um, you know, if you asked me about Dave Meltzer 10 years ago, I would say he's the you know closest thing to a wrestling journalist. There is, if you asked me five years ago, I might've said the, the same thing, but now it's, it's, it's just ludicrous. Um, you know, and then, of course, now you see all the things that that he gets wrong. It's probably no more or less than most of his peers, but that that's 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 a pretty low bar. I mean, like him or not, Brad Shepard gets a lot more right. He also tweets a whole lot less, which probably means that he's you know he's sure with his sources. But I I know that you can't give up who zero sources or your sources. But you can can you tell us what kind of sources you both have and how you have you know how you came upon having. Such sources because everyone says you have no sources, it's fake. The
1: fact that you guys have a 90% plus accuracy rate. Well, for zero other I, people, you know well for zero I can't speak for him but for me my years of advertising I've've worked with a lot of TV executives I've worked for CBS NBC discovery AMC and I've used all those people I've I've worked with them and I won't say the per- person's name but I'll say their position the person that I that I know is an executive assistant to David Zaslov himself so anything that I get from anything that Dave gets he's probably not accurate with it because I can find anything out from Discovery considering that I'm, I introduced her to her husband. She's gonna, she'll be able to go and tell me anything that I would need to know because we're we've been best friends for a while we've been we worked in the same office at cbs and then she went over to discovery and i went over to a local ad agency so anything that i get it's gonna it's all gonna be from discovery i'm more the tv side and zero's more the wrestling sources side so Just that's what makes us know, a great team for
0: anyone who doesn't know who's Dave Zaslow? The Baltimore Symphony Orchestra presents their season opening gala, celebrating the 40th anniversary of the Joseph Meyerhoff Symphony Hall. This elegant evening will feature Grammy-winning soul and jazz vocalist, Lettucey. Join principal pops conductor Jack Everly and the BSO for a night of music, dancing, and more. Come celebrate with the BSO at their season opening gala, September 17th at 8 p.m. at the Joseph Meyerhoff Symphony Hall. Tickets available at bsomusic.org.
3: He is a CEO
1: of Discovery Warner.
3: OK, so nobody should question the, the position that, that, you know, oh, it's just a mid-level person or not even in the same de- department. He is the king of that department.
1: Yeah, he is the king of that department. And there's going to be a lot. Don't be surprised if there's going to be a lot more news coming out from that side, because it, it was found out that there are about fifty five billion dollars in debt with Discovery that's that was the stock market report and that's kind of concerning if AEW Brandon Thurston it's funny with him because he want he's predicting 175 million dollars for eight for AEW and so how are you going to go and do that when 100 and 175 million dollars when Discovery Warner's trying to cut contracts themselves. They're $55 billion in debt. You really think that they're going to go and give AEW $175 million, Brandon? And he never came up with how he got to that. Like, he never said where that came up with. They never come, they never say that. And that's the problem.
3: I know where he came up with it. It's it's mostly guessing, but basically, he is assuming the WWE is going to get one and a half times what their existing contracts are. And he's just going proportionally dynamite to raw, and he's and he's doing the math and he's estimating that that's all he's doing. He's he's assuming that all networks value wrestling the same way. He's assuming that the 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 the, the, the wrestling that all wrestling is the same, et cetera. But I'm I'm gonna sit back. I'm gonna let Steve do. Uh, he's more of the interviewer. <laughs> thank thank you, Jeff. But on this topic,
2: like Brandon is probably like Jeff said. You know, uh, bending the numbers based on the trend of WWE, but the WWE is such a, a household name at this point, right? That that it ha- carries a different value than AEW, and so you already hear like rumors of WWE going to different places besides. Fox for SmackDown or USA for, for, for raw, you hear them doing business with possibly Netflix or Amazon in the future. And, and, you know, the trouble for AEW is what's the market for WWE. Everybody wants to do business with, with WWE, but I don't think the same could be said for about AEW. Like as, as an advertiser who wants to put their money into uh, this circus show, this mud show, as as Jim Cornette likes to call it, that that is not appealing to, to ad buyers. Right. And so I, I don't think the market is the same for AEW. And so who else is going to be there to sit to, to negotiate with Warner Brothers Discovery to to, to, to outbid them,
1: so to speak? Nobody. Exactly. Like they did very bad on their upfronts from what I heard is that they couldn't investors didn't want to invest just right near. And you guys know with the WCW merger, everything that happened with the WCW merger, just because you're number one on cable, it doesn't mean anything. Like everybody likes to talk about oh, the demographic. That's not how we always determine how to go and advertise. You got to be able to have viewership. If they see that this viewership is stagnant over that time, just because you're number one in demographic, it doesn't mean that or it doesn't mean anything. It can if you're not getting that viewership, how are you getting the demographic? Right, that's we don't determine just everything by demographic. It's just banana. how much of budgets are.
2: Sure. Banana. Let me let me ask you this question, since you happen to be in 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 advertising, and I've been wanting to ask somebody in the business this question. So the demos, right? AEW is uh, slanted towards males. There's a lot more, way more males that watch AEW than in, in 18 to 49, or even 18 to 35, than females. But yet, the, the one time they got beat in the last, what is it, 12, 13 weeks, it was by a show on Bravo and that slanted way more female. And so nowadays I know like in the golden age of advertising, when you watch like mad Men, it's like all about the male. The male is the, the, the guy that brings in the bread, the, the who he's, he brings home the bacon. Right. Mm-hmm. But in 2022, there's a good amount of women that bring in just as much money as men. And so I find it odd, or more, thank you, Jeff. And I find it odd that AW touts themselves as males. Look, we got all the males on Wednesday night. Like you just shut down half the population, if not more, out because nobody wants to see your, your shit.
1: Yeah, and that's a problem. That's a problem is that they're only they're only catering to males. If they had that female demographic then maybe somebody would actually do business with them. But the problem is, is that you're not pushing your women on your shows. Like you're only getting one match with them. Like Thunder Rosa this, this last night, she only had a 42nd promo. So advertisers are going to look at that. They're going to look at how women are being represented and women are with, with that show that you were mentioning, they, they are, it's, it's just a, it's a mixture like they you got to be able to cater to both because that's us as advertisers. That's what we look at. We want to be able to just make sure that every that both are how we do advertising. It's just how that's just how we do it right there.
3: Also, I mean, isn't the demo less important now because there's I mean, let's face it, most of the money is in the 55 and above now. The Oh, yeah. Seven,
1: the yeah, it's less important. It's it hasn't it hasn't been really important for years, and it all depends on seasons too. Like with the summertime, nobody's everybody's outside, everybody's on camping trips, everybody's on vacation. Nobody's really watching in the summertime, so getting number one in a summertime is not going to be as appealing as getting number one in fall or winter because that's when most people are watching on winters. Most people are watching during the, during the fall. And so that's how, that's what, the main that's what the main target is for advertisers that's what we go for you'll see all the fall shows are the ones that are watched the most like nfl Mm -hmm. you'll see you'll see all the sports that wanting are wanting that prime time spot because that's when people watch in the summertime everybody is on vacation where who who's watching like and there's spots on wednesdays like what you see on Wednesdays, there's not a lot of competition for AEW. What, what do you, what are you going to do? Are you going to get beat by Dr. Pimple Popper on Wednesdays? Like that's, it's sad where you get beat by pimples more than people want to watch wrestling. Right. Like in, in,
2: in the three years that AEW has been on, they've been beat by real housewives. They've been beat by MTV. Um, what is it? Road rules, real world challenge, whatever. (laughs) It's one of those shows. Um, and, and so again, it's like a, sh- it shows that like cater to both male and female, or even predominantly more female demographics
3: than male. Hey, 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 card carrying member of the, of the Real Housewives fan club right here. Oh, okay. All <laughs> right. Now, sorry to,
2: sorry to offend Jeff. I don't, I'm, I'm not looking to step on your toes, buddy. That's right. Um, Banana, I want to talk to you about this AEW drama, right? So let's pivot into this, right? So you've been, you and Zero have been doing a great job of uh, dropping some news and 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 giving some hot takes. So let's just jump into the biggest news that um, is is in the IWC in the internet wrestling community today, and that is Punk versus Moxley. We had them last night on uh, AEW Dynamite. Everybody was was bigging this up. The the greatest match in AEW history. It's gonna be the biggest match in, in the company's history. This is going to get them 1.5 million viewers. 1.5 was was where where the, the goalpost was at, at last week. We got Omega back. MJF is coming back. We've got uh Punk, Moxley, everything's gonna be uh, House of Fire. This show um was the, the, the dregs. It was horrible. You had the minute I turned it on, I see Jay Lethal and what was it, Dax Harwood? I can't tell those two guys apart. <laughs> Jeff, which one? <laughs> was Jay that? and Dax. Is it J- Dax and and Cash? Or that
3: was that was Dax, the greatest singles wrestler in the world in a tag team yeah my my six-year-old
2: was very uh like who's this guy with the mustache and i go he's a nobody baby he's a nobody remember
3: like six years ago when everybody was saying carl anderson from the good from the good brothers was one of the best singles wrestlers in the world and everyone should push him remember how that went this is this thing. it's stupid it's like don't don't push it unless you're breaking up ftr and don't break up ftr because there's zero star power in in dax no no uh pun intended with zero there but yeah i mean i i wanted bananas take on the punk situation the mjf misdirection because we got a big
1: return it was kip sabian um and also (laughs) (laughs) kip sabian that's that's gonna put some butts in the seats i tell you what
3: Right during the main event, no less, with Pac, who can only stay in the United States for like two weeks at a time before he's
1: got to go pretend he's defending the Atlantic Championship on the British Indies. Well, here's what I know as far as CM Punk. This is a story I've been working on. So about about two weeks ago, there was a meeting with Discovery, TNT, and AEW. So there what this meaning pertained to was the fact that CM Punk had been becoming a bad influence, not only to AEW, but to some Discovery executives. When when everything happened in L.A., they they weren't happy with punk. They are not happy with the attitude. They're not happy with anything that CM Punk is doing. And by the way, Brandon Thurston, he's making six million dollars and not five million dollars a year. So what happened is basically that Discovery Warner doesn't want punk. Like they they spent about a year there, and they're seeing that the fluctuating, the fluctuating numbers are not doing good, and it's waste and it's wasting money. And it's his attitude has become toxic to the point to where he's making executives angry at Discovery. That is what that's what my sources have been telling me, and so they don't want him there. And they and they've been warning Tony because of his political affiliations, everything that he's been coming out with. And and as you guys know, with David Zasloff, everything that's been happening with CNN, just because of their political things, they want to change the way that they are being viewed. And that's part of the reason why CM Punk is everything that's going on with CM Punk right now. I assume that they want it to be more neutral and less Yes. Uh, Yes. They they want to be less neutral just because they don't want the political views there. They've been doing that with CNN. Like if you look at Brian Stelzer and everybody else who's had those kind of political views, they've been firing those. They've been firing those people up and down. They've been wanting to change that. And part of and part of that is what CM Punk Going over the line from what they have said, he's going over the line to not have good influences. They've been getting complaints about him and they've been, and it's just, they've gotten to the point where they don't want punk.
2: So banana, I just want to be clear here. So I guess from what you're hearing is Warner brothers, discovery uh, suits are upset with CM punk because of the shirts that he's been wearing uh, that are like
1: pro choice it's it's a variety of things but that's part of it is a pro is a pro choice shirts just some of those things and just the attitude that they've been seeing it's a toxic attitude and it's been causing a lot of issues between discovery just because they think if since he's a face and he was the champion and that's what's representing that they are they they don't like the way that he's been acting he, one of the things is that he acted very toxic towards one of the new discovery executives during the party, which is what Dave doesn't tell you.
3: Oh, so there really was a party. The one that we saw no. That's,
1: from? that's what, yeah, there really was a party, but they, but he acted toxic. Dir- what they said was toxic during that party. And so that's where, that's where it started. Wow. So, that's when they started to become concerned. So my
3: take last night was that, you know, that there's been something brewing and, the, and that they We're sort of trying to let Moxley save face, not be the interim champion, have that slate wiped by having given him a win in close to his hometown. He's an Ohioan. And then Punk could, you know, get his baby face, you know, underdog coming back miraculously from an injury in 10 days win in Chicago. And it sounds like maybe that's not the case. But I knew something was wrong with what was going on with Punk because whatever you can say about him, and there's a lot. He's at least a professional wrestler. He knows how to sell things. I mean, he made a big show of hopping on one foot a couple of weeks ago. So last night before Moxley gets in the mat, in the ring, Punk was sort of uh, resting on the second turnbuckle, and he jumped down. You know, he, and he made a big show of how he jumped down. No no problems with his foot. And then when he did that kick to Moxley where he supposedly re-injured his left foot, well, the kick was with his right foot. That's not an accident. <laughs> he doesn't make accidents like that. Yeah. Um, so – moxley's promo sort of in that light and in given what you know sort of made sense that he's saying this is my time guess i guess he sensed that he was doing the right thing he's no longer interim but he's going to lose his title in 10 days what i'm hearing you saying is not so fast jeff or is i I don't need to go through the the list of things that i felt that tony khan has been doing to poke the bear that is discovery warner ever since the take uh, takeover but he's Added more people. He he's defined the PG thing. He 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 doubles down with more blood, more guts, more cursing, more extreme shirts with pussy on them, everything like that. <laughs> and is is he? Do you think he at this point he sort of sees the hand on the wall? He just wants to be self-destructive, and you know I, he he'll keep it on punk
1: to keep poking the bear. That's what I think. So, and it was it was some, it was funny because after that meeting, he was trying. He, it, what people don't know is that RO is that Tony doesn't really own ROH. We I'm sure everybody has heard that story with ROH. He, what he was trying to do at that meeting is that he he was trying to sell David Zaslav to of having ROH. But the problem is is that he doesn't own all of it. He yeah. only owns it that's on paper. He doesn't own any of it. Uh, except for what you see on paper, as okay. everybody has heard.
3: Okay. Well, I don't, I don't know that everyone has heard that because I don't know that enough people care about ROH. So can can you break that down? What what does he own and I guess more what
1: doesn't so- he own? Yeah, that basically there was a cop, there was a bunch of copyright stuff. And <laughs> what Buck and I had, hadn't referred to was that he only owns it on paper. He doesn't, uh, he doesn't own the main parts of it. Like he only, he can't do, why do you not see it on TV is because they can't go and they can't go and have it on TV because it's still owned by Sinclair. Like he only owns 50% of it. He doesn't own the whole thing. So that's, Why do you think you don't see anything with ROH on a TV deal? Because he can't, because he can't do it, because the only thing that he can do is promote it on him. He can't go and get his own TV deal.
0: The Baltimore Symphony Orchestra presents their season opening gala, celebrating the 40th anniversary of the Joseph Meyerhoff Symphony Hall. This elegant evening will feature Grammy-winning soul and jazz vocalist, Lettucey. Join Principal Pops conductor Jack Everly and the BSO for a night of music, dancing, and more. Come celebrate with the BSO at their season opening gala, September 17th at 8 p.m. at the Joseph Meyerhoff Symphony Hall. Tickets available at bsomusic.org. After years of working in marketing, I realized I was actually called to be a nurse. So I'm grateful I found Notre Dame of Maryland University's new 15-month accelerated
2: nursing program designed for non-nursing bachelor's degree holders who want to become nurses.
0: With hybrid and on-campus program options, the Notre Dame ABSN program allows you to choose the coursework delivery option that's best for you. What's your calling?
2: Search Notre Dame ABSN to learn more. I Banana, are you, are you? you are, oh, uh, uh, Jeff, uh, sorry, i Jeff. sorry, I, <laughs> I just gotta check on <laughs> Banana. Either. I just gotta check on Banana. I hear uh, there's car oh. going off. Is, is Tony oh, trying to break
1: into your car? No, oh, no, that's a neighbor. Okay, yeah. just making sure. Yeah,
3: um, <laughs> I I had assumed that the problem with r- the reason why we weren't saying Ring of Honor on TV is because Discovery didn't want Ring of Honor on TV. They weren't interested, or at least not paying you know anywhere near prices that um, you know f- you know proportionate to AEW, and they just weren't interested in more wrestling. And that was sort of, sort of the significance of it. But it, it 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 you know, and I also took from that that. Discovery has some sort of either exclusivity or at least right of first refusal for any wrestling product that Tony owns or has any ownership or controlling interest in. Uh, and it seems like it's, it's exclusivity, but maybe not if, if, Tony just
1: doesn't own enough ring of honor to get anyone to. to- and, yeah, it was funny because he came out and said, I, I own ring of honor, but, but, but part of his, part of our work that we did is that he found out that he doesn't own all of ring of honor. And he also, he uses Jacksonville Jaguars as his main address. So some of the people that he has is just a football, like using a football attorneys. He doesn't have his own office. Everything is done through Jacksonville. And for, For me that's an issue. It's like what are you trying to what what are you trying to do? Like you're trying to just go and peddle Ring of Honor when you don't own it. You're trying to pedal your dad's football team lawyers like you're in year three. You should be finding your own office by now. And if you can't pedal, you can't pedal Ring of Honor onto David Zaslav. So what are you going to do? I, Rampage is on the verge of being canceled. Nobody, nobody knows that show exists anymore. What you got one? You got one thing from CM Punk that came in August, and then after that, nobody watches that show. Uh, yep. Do you think David? You think David's going to say, oh, well, you know, we're going to we're going to take one low rated show to another low rated show. I know that it's not what not what not in this day and age when every when Discovery is cutting down budgets already. We were reading a lot of stuff this week
3: that, 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 that there were rumors that Dynamite might go to one hour. And you you just said the Rampage is in jeopardy. I assume Battle of the Belts is in jeopardy, too. Or is that considered a special event? Uh you know, I don't know if Tony's watered that down, if it matters or if Tony's watered it down with Forbidden Door and like these Ring of Honor, you know, quote unquote, pay-per-views. Well, I guess that pay-per-views. Um, so what, what is going on? I mean, what, Tony, Tony.
1: what do you what's going on and what do you think the real the actual result might be? So from what I know, the one hour thing is being considered. It was just something that was brought up because of the stagnant numbers from from what my source had told me is that, yeah, they they were considering one hour. But by the end of the year, they have certain conditions that they have to meet. There was they when they went and renegotiated the deal since they. Before David Zaslav came in, they didn't have those conditions. But when David Zaslav came in, there were certain conditions that they had to have because they see how much the AEW is spending on the video game. They see how much that he's spending on contracts. So they wanted to do an extension. So there's a bunch of things that they have to live up to by the end of that. And so one of the things that that they were considering was doing one hour that's that's just from what my source has been telling me is that they are considering doing the one hour even just because that second hour has been lower
3: why does discovery care what tony khan is spending if they're not actually an investor in the company as long as they're making money from ad revenues what what do they care whether or not tony runs a bad business or not
1: why? why do they care is just because it just because with networks and TVs, it's the network is the one that's going and giving the AEW their money. It, how people don't, people don't understand how it works with networks. It's like you, like you and I were talking about, Steve, it was 50 50 usually in just how these ad agency, how ad works as far as advertising, they do a 50 50. If it, if it starts to get to a point to where it goes higher, when they get higher viewership, they start, that's when they start doing higher, that's when they start doing higher things. It's, and so they have certain conditions that they have to meet before they're able to go and be able to get it, get that extension. From what I understand, that's what the, that's what my source has been telling me is they're still considering the one hour, but they don't, but it has to be on a basis where AEW has to hit certain plateaus and they're not hitting that plateau right now. They they're not getting past where they were three years ago, and it's becoming stagnant to the point. So, they, so they're considering just putting it one hour on a, on a prime time slot.
2: Well, let's, let's dive, dive into that a little bit deeper because the hour by hours of last night's show came out a few hours ago. And if we look at them, Dynamite actually got close to $1.5 million during that 9 o'clock hour. Moxley Mm -hmm. versus CM Punk. And because that match was so short, it was essentially a squash match where Moxley just completely buries CM Punk. And, you know, uh, we, we said, I said, right, Jeff, last week, I told you this was going to happen. That he was going to drop the ball. He's got the boo-boo face, and we're not going to see this man ever come back into
3: AEW. You could, you could have said that about Moxley or CM Punk. <laughs> you're, you're right. I, I
2: hate both of them. I didn't know who to pick, but um, I, I went with the, the, the lesser of two, the more of two evils. Who knows? But, um, do you think Banana that Warner Brothers Discovery is looking at these numbers and go, hmm? I know that he's a toxic guy but he is a draw. CM Punk whenever he's on whether he's on the first hour, the the start of the second hour, the end of the second hour. This guy's drawing in viewers.
1: Oh yeah, I mean he's drawing in viewers. I that's just what I know as far as the. Dis- you you might never know it could change within that year that they see him as a draw and they want to be able to go and continue with him as far as far as that. But from right now, everybody's from what I know from my source is that everybody's saying that he's that they want him out because of the toxicity. That it doesn't matter how much that he's drawing for them, like they can. It. What's funny is that Big Bang Theory actually is drawing more than what AEW does. Any, any. If you look at their TV schedule, they they're looking at Big Bang Theory. They look at all those other TV movies. Those are making more money. And so, even if you, even if you're CM Punk and you're drawing within that quarter hour, that doesn't that doesn't matter to them really.
3: Let's be honest. CM Punk was a draw when he first came back and then he's been that now he's a draw again because he was gone for two months. And I was curious. And then they put this title match on TV. But if they've been watching it closely, which I'm sure they watch it far more closely than we have, they would see that. I mean, (laughs) AW still has not done a two hour aggregate viewership anywhere close to week one. Right. Um. I want to talk about this one
2: aspect, regard, going back to the advertising, right? So we're talking about making money as in the network, not making money as AEW, Tony Khan, correct. the wrestling entity. Warner Brothers could make more money, correct me if I'm wrong, if they take a show that is now in syndication, Big Bang Theory, for instance, mm-hmm. From seven to eight, they show reruns, there is zero dollars spent on the production of Big Bang Theory because that money's already been put into the product by Viacom when they first aired on CBS. So all they're paying is to air the reruns, air the syndication, syndicated shows. So they pay a flat fee at the beginning to run these shows for a certain period of time. Everything that they make past that, that price point is profit. And so if they're getting enough ratings and they're more ratings, higher ratings, or even the same ratings as AEW, or maybe even I'll even for argument's sake, say a little bit less than AEW. Is it in Warner brothers, best interests to say, fuck you, Tony Khan, hit the bricks, buddy. We need to save some money and make more money. And if I run three hours of Big Bang Theory from 7 to 10
1: p.m., it's more profitable for, more profitable for my channel. Oh well, yeah, of course. There's no there's no profit value. They're not having to pay for production with Big Bang Theory. All of it is just a profit. To give you an idea, they put big, even Big Bang Theory ending. They ha- at the upfronts they were featuring Big Bang Theory as part of their top lineup. Like whether whether people want to admit it or not, they AEW could be replaced by Big Bang Theory just like that, and that would make Warner more money. You can put an old movie on there. Like if you if you ever watch TNT and TBS. Like all their schedules are is just syndicated TV shows and movies. Like that's Marvel, all that they play,
2: right, Jeff? We've stopped talking about this. Like it's easily that Rampage is going to get replaced by the Avengers movies. Like it's
3: almost like a run more a Marvel movie for every week. <laughs> And, yeah, the, and, only, the only thing that might stop that would be the Disney streaming service. I mean,
1: and what's funny is that you could see TBS's and TNT schedule like 10 days ahead, and you could see what they're playing. They, they mostly play just old TV, old syndicated TV shows. They play movies most of the time. So to be number one on TNT and TBS, they're the only live show. Like, that's not something to really be bragging about. And cable is dying these days. Like, there's no, if you ever look at the competition, if you ever look at what cable is pr- producing, it's not, it's not what people think it is anymore. Being number one, being number one back in the nineties was better than being number one today because there's everybody's going to streaming, whether it's Hulu, whether it's Netflix, whether it's Amazon, whether it's all the other streaming stuff streaming channels they're all going streaming so to be number one on cable on a on a on a channel that only plays syndicated tv shows and reruns of movies that's not really something to brag about when they could just replace you just as easily and they can replace you with hockey like hockey made more hockey made more money than aew did and they got lower rating what is like they may have gotten higher ratings than than what Hockey got, but hockey, they replace, they move AEW because of hockey, because hockey's going to make them four times the money that AEW will, just yeah, like with have, WWE. They have, higher, they have different ads on. I mean,
3: I once, I, for like two weeks, I actually wrote down all of the ads on all of the wrestling shows.
1: And then I watched non-wrestling shows and, one yeah, and you can see that game, difference, right? too. You can yeah. see what kind of ads wrestling shows will get, and you'll see what kind of ads non-wrestling shows get, and that makes a difference.
3: And the same ads can cost more in a different slot as well. I mean, I realize that, but there was a market. I mean, you would go from Hyundai on wrestling to Audi and Lexus on hockey and, and, and basketball. Now, you might also see Toyota. You're going to see your your pizza places, but you'd also see, you know, you'd see... I don't know, uh, the you know, whatever the, the whatever a low end credit card you'd see Discover during wrestling and you would see American Express during hockey or NBA. Anyway, I, I have I, I'm still a little bit confused as to why the network actually cares if AW makes money or not. But my theory and you tell me if this if I have it all wrong, is that they are actually they do care because they're worried that at some point Pervez is going to say, you're not wasting all of our money on this if they really believe that Tony was you know an orphan and, and he could fund this thing forever that they wouldn't care, or am I wrong do they is it, has You're absolutely
1: wrong? correct and oh, and, and discovery's paying some of that production cost too so it so they so it's something that they should care about whether it, tNT TBS and discovery is paying for some of that production cost so it's something that they will care about
3: there was also a little bit of a bruja, and, and and it wasn't followed up on. And and I know Steve's got a bunch of questions, but I work with my age, I forget things. But there was something about something like ninety seven million dollars that Discovery was supposed to get half of that, and they were none too pleased about. So I'm not sure if that if if that's been c-
1: confirmed, what that's all about. And, and as far it, as that, it, yeah. I think that's something that Zero had. It's something I would ask him a question on. I don't. I can't, I can't confirm anything on that yet. Just on my end, it's, it's something that zero might've discovered I I would not know. I would have to follow up with my source more just on that end, just to see what's going on with that. Cause I do know that he has different sources than I do within discovery. So if, if there is something going on like that, I would, I would break it. I'd break it on the show. Actually.
3: Do you, um, do you know if they split all ad revenue, meaning the commercials and in-show sponsorships are only commercials and in-show sponsorships
1: are just for AEW? Commercials and in-sponsorships and is what they split. They, they go with 50, what we were talking about, 50-50. They split commercials and sponsorships. It's kind of different.
3: Okay. So the regular commercials that when we see picture-in-picture, that money actually goes to the network first. Am I right about Correct.
1: that? Yes. Okay. Yes.
3: But, the, but the in-show sponsorship, does that go to AEW first? Yes. That okay. goes so to
1: AEW first, yes.
3: So that would be the – if if there is, in fact, money in conflict, it would be the money that goes to AEW first because the network isn't going to chip itself. Correct, yes. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see if we're going to get – is your, uh, Steve? Take a chair as I see you chomping at the bit.
2: Very good. Th- thank you. I, I, I can see where your uh, cross litigation uh, skills. Just, come I just have questions. Very good. Um, so, you know, we, I think we've exhausted the whole Punk versus Moxley uh, flop. Um, your thoughts as a wrestling fan, Banana? What do you think happened here? What Punk? You know, makes it barely through three minutes with Moxley. Moxley obviously takes advantage of punk being um not a hundred percent. I think the story out of this angle is that he came back too soon. Tony rushed him, or whatever. And um now Moxley is the new champion. What what did you think of the match? What do you think of the angle and what what transpired there?
1: I thought it was stupid. I right, you you have they were advertising this to be one of the best matches and the biggest match in company history. This is going, the AEW fans were saying that this is going to overtake any, anything that WWE was going to do for the next decade. And what do you do? You do a three minute flop. And I've, and I was seeing some AEW fans weren't happy about it. Like you guys just made CM Punk look bad. Like you guys buried CM Punk and nobody knows what was going on. And him landing on the wrong foot makes makes people think that he was faking an injury. And that's what some people were thinking as well, like what you guys were elaborating on earlier. As a wrestling fan, I just don't like Tony Khan's style. It's like he's booking it like it's an indie fed, he's booking it like it's not, like like he's a little kid that just got all these toys out out of his toy chest. Sorry, you can say Money Mark. Oh yeah, he's a Money Mark for sure a um, money mark
3: i would argue that he's that every single title on the aw product with the exception of the trios title because they're you know it's still a tournament and still so much every single one has been devalued in the last year
1: of course like you you see what what's been happening with wardlow wardlow had an extremely good push like he was being featured ever since mjf left they've been it, he's been tarnished. Everything with the TNT title has been tarnished. Everything with the Women's Championship. Thunder Rose is a great wrestler, No, but no offense, her promo skills are bad. Like, her, her promo, they don't even feature her anymore. Like, they co- they complain that it's... They just don't really feature her anymore. It's kind of too bad because she's a great wrestler, but she mm-hmm. just doesn't carry promos very well. It's just... And Tony is just—it seems like he's booking because he doesn't care, or he's just booking his favorites. I, mm-hmm. Because everybody knows this—this this upcoming all-out is going to be all predictable. You already know who's going to win most of them. You already know who's going to win the trios title. Title. You already know who's going to win most of these matches. And that—I think Tony Khan is spooked by Triple H, by by Hunter being being in control.
2: Without <laughs> a doubt. Without a doubt, I think it's clear. I mean, the guy's holding emergency meetings. He's, uh, you know, rushing Punk back. He's rushing Omega back. And and everybody seems like they're not even 100, right? If we even buy into kayfabe and CM Punk's injured, right? And Omega's telling the same story, right? And it's like, yeah. how do you have two of the top guys telling the same story of, oh, we're injured? So it's either 100% kayfabe or it's somewhere baked in reality um so yeah so aw pulls in a rating of 1.05 uh million uh in your thoughts you know everybody said a million was you know the goalpost or 1.5 was the goalpost the goalpost keeps moving
1: oh what yeah the, goal- on the rating that that came out that's emb- it's an embarrassing rating just because it's been three years Everybody uses a three years excuse. You can't use that three year excuse when you sign names like CM Punk, when you sign names like Daniel Bryan, when you sign names like Adam Cole, you have Kenny Omega, you have FTR, you can't you, and you're not. You Elevating yourself from the from your opening episode like that's embarrassing you even you you're you're really happy about scraping barely a million you are pushing your biggest title match unification match in in your history and you're just happy to get barely over a million you should with that kind of star power with the with that prime time slot they should be getting at least one point three or one point four even one point five a week million a week there is literally there's literally nothing to be happy about with that without that 1 million rating or with that 1 million viewership there's nothing to be happy about with that they can celebrate all they want in brian alvarez's twitter page like right? they can do that as much as they want to they can they can brag about it in branded thurston's twitter page if they want to but that's not that uh, that rating with with three years of that star power you you got That exception left once you brought in CM Punk. Once you brought in CM Punk, you're not allowed to make that excuse anymore. Yeah, right. I would like to ask a little bit about gossip. Um,
3: so we heard about the, the meeting and the backstage fight and Kingston was on a secret suspension that's already been served. And Buddy Matthews is now on a suspension as well, which ruins the House of Black thing, which, you know, was sort of spoiled anyway because they tape Ramp- Rampage on the same day as Dynamite. But like, what's the scuttlebutt, if there's any more that you haven't already said, that you have heard or know about CM Punk, about Thunder Rosa, about NJF, about Kingston and Guevara? About Buddy Matthews, and I promise that's the end of my list. Well,
1: as far as that, I don't, I don't know a whole lot. I can go with my, I can talk with Zero and my sources and see what's, what's further. I just don't, I just don't know about that report. I don't know if it, the accuracy of the report, but I do know that there was a little bit of, there was some talent meetings and some words were said. But I can, I can follow up with it myself and see what's going on with it. But I do know that there. That Tony was going to call a talent meeting regardless, and whatever they whatever they said out of that talent meeting, I could follow up with it. But just what whatever you guys have heard is probably true because they I've been hearing the same things as far as chaos and backstage. Okay, fair enough.
2: So if- as as a as a wrestling fan though, what are your thoughts on all this um, drama that's going on
1: backstage? I mean, everybody's going to have drama, but AEW pretends to say that they are utopia. They pretend mm-hmm. to say that they are absolutely perfect, that there's nothing going on. And if you say that there's something going on, you're a e drone or you're a mark or you 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 just like WWE. It's like no. There's always gonna be some sort of drama that's going on backstage, but this has gotten to a point to where Tony when Tony's bashing people, like if you're saying that, oh, Tony Shavani comes out and said it's not as bad as you think. You you had some of your guys getting into a fight, you have Thunder Rosa and Jamie Hader going at each other, it's like you're telling me that it's not as bad as you think? Like right. what why what, why what? Like, Tony Shavani really? Really let's not forget that he had that producer
2: run off and like you know, practically quit. They had to beg him to come back. That was a couple
1: of Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and it's not it's not all right butterflies and rainbows in AEW like they think it is like there's all they they've painted themselves as being a utopia that everybody wants to go there and i think that a lot of people are trying to get out of AEW there's i'm knowing of at least like seven guys who want to seven guys and about three girls that actually want to leave to go to WWE i haven't confirmed the sources yet as as far as the names but i do know that there's a lot from discovery side as well. There's a lot that just want to just want to go and leave. That's what they are telling. That's what they're telling zero. That's what they're telling us as well, that there's several wrestlers that want to leave because they see that they see that WWE is being ran by triple H, whatever triple H is doing over there. It is freaking out. Tony a lot. Like they, they haven't seen him like this. Like there's something going on inside of Tony. That's why that phrase cocaine. Tony has been going around. Tony, Tony Cogan. Well, Tony, Tony Coke.
3: It's a perfect storm from him he's got to be worried about the Triple H. You know, I'm sure he was really happy when the stuff about Vince came down, but it turned out to be his, you know, you know, one of his worst nightmares. And it's going on the same time all the stuff with Discovery is going on. So it's whatever the opposite of a perfect storm is from his perspective, it seems to be. Um, happening. But do you know how many different types of wrestler contracts they have
1: at AEW? Is it just long-term and per-appearance, or are there sort of hybrids? Well, there's hybrids. Some are short, some are per-appearance, some are long-term, some are short-term. I do know that Leah Rush's was short-term. I do know that some are per- appearances, but at least some of, your, some of the ones that you see every week are long-term.
3: Okay, because it was, you know, very weird that last week when they were running out of time and you know you could blame part of that on cm punk doing his you know his um vamping you know his promo against hangman page with nothing to do with anything apparently except for you know backstage um stuff you know they could have used that extra three minutes at the end when they did a turn with andrade and Rouge turning on dragon lee but you know first of all neither roosh nor dragon lee have been there long enough running with to care and dragon lee a lot less, if at all. I mean, this might be the first time Dragon Lee has been on AEW television, and I'm not even sure that Dragon Lee is signed by AEW, so I'm not sure why anyone would care about that turn. But, I mean, what, like, is Roosh on per appearance? Is Dragon Lee on per
1: appearance? Do, do, do Do we even know? I don't know just as far as Dragon Lee, but I do know that Jim Cornette said that the family that Dragon Lee flipped onto, the little girl, I do know that Jim Cornette said that the that the family's considering suing AEW out due to what happened.
3: Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's just more bad news, but I'm I'm sure their ticket, you know, acts as a waiver of liability, you know, all that stuff. I mean that that that's Shitty for AW. it's shitty for them. It shouldn't have happened. It was a stupid spot, especially with Kenny being recently, you know, uh, you know, tied together with duct tape and Dragon Lee not exactly being the most durable guy. Um, I mean, it was dumb in, in all senses, but it, it, it's not, I mean, it's stupid. It, it was a stupid idea. And if, you know, Tony didn't green light it and they did it on their own, that that's the inmates running the asylum. But it, it's not the kind of juicy
1: kind of wrestling lawsuit that, that I'm interested in. No, you always got to get the juicy lawsuits. Those are the best ones, like the Corgan versus TNA lawsuit. That one was that one was amazing. Right. MLW
3: against WWE. This one. That oh, yeah, that
1: MLW versus WWE one. I Unfortunately, I think MLW is going to see the end of its days soon. As much as I like MLW, just some of the content that they put out there. I just think that Court Bauer at that time is just it's getting to that point. Like, what? yeah, you, you sue WWE, but, you know, Fox has a right to WWE has a right to go and do that because they're on Fox. And whatever MLW thinks that they're going to gain from that lawsuit, it's not going to, it's not going to work. Like, I think Court Bowers is running out of money. He doesn't want to pay his wrestlers. You've heard stories about him not paying his wrestlers correctly. Joey Janela complained about it. So I think, unfortunately, MLU is going to, might be the next one to go. And I just hope that Tony Khan doesn't sign Alex Hammerstone because I'm a fan of his. So, and I think that Tony Khan would ruin him
3: too. Well, I can't see it happening if he doesn't make peace with MJF and Brian Cage because those are like his two best friends. Oh
2: yeah, um, banana. I want to go back to something you, you mentioned uh, regarding uh, s- at least seven people, uh, seven guys and three girls that you've you've heard wanting to jump ship. Um, is there any truth to the rumor that one of those names? is Tony Khan himself that he's <laughs> looking to jump ship before the Titanic. Sinks. Well,
1: well, I'm sure he is. I'm sure he's trying to talk to triple H right now to beg for a job. Like I may have made fun of you, but you know, I, I may have made fun of your step, your father-in-law, but please give me a job. Like, I don't know as far as Tony Khan, but I do, I do know about at least seven guys and and three girls out that, that want to leave. And it's funny with that, that Tony Khan, Mentions tampering, like he doesn't know. Considering that he tried to tamper with Jeff Hardy and and Adam Cole and Keith Lee, it's like he wants to bring up tampering. But yet, there's a lot more evidence of Tony Khan tampering than there is with Chris Jericho. Okay. Um,
2: I want to just get your thoughts on uh, the upcoming All Out card. We've got a lot of co- matches that are up in the air. Most of them all title matches, right? Thunder Rosa drops her title. Now we've got like what seems to be a a random four way coming up for uh, the women's title between Tony Storm, Britt Baker, Sheeta, and who's the fourth one, Jeff? Jamie
3: Hayter's in there after winning absolutely nothing.
2: Right, Um, and also you know, like you said earlier, Wardlow was a house of fire a couple months ago, and now he's in this (laughs) throw. Two, champ, two sets of champions, Wardlow and FTR, are in this meaningless champ, uh, meaningless match. I can't even call it a championship match because it's not a championship it's match. Not, yeah. They're in a meaningless match against um, Motor City uh, machine, what, guns. machine Guns. Thank you.
3: Yeah.
1: Right. I mean, that's a gimmick that will appeal to exactly nobody well, who's not already interested. Well, that would have appealed to somebody like 2011. In 2011, maybe, but But now it's like you gotta like you don't have your tag team champions. You have you have FTR, one of your hottest tag teams, not facing Swerve or Strickland. Like for the tag team titles, I. It's, it's it draws me off, and uh, I'm a Wardlow fan. I'm a Wardlow and an MGF fan for AEW, and to see the way that Wardlow is getting treated now since MGF left, left, it's like they're treating the TNT title like garbage, and they're treating his booking like garbage. And I just feel sorry. I just I just feel sorry more for Wardlow than than anything. It's like Wardlow should be that if. if all this could have been resolved with the world title if they had put that around, if they had and put the title around Wardlow or Dan or Brian Danielson or MJF. That would have been that would have made everything different. But now they just put it on CM Punk and everything's just the same. And Wardlow goes back to just being in the mid in the mid card after that powerbomb by CM Punk he, and with MGF, he became irrelevant and which is sad. He should be, he should be on the top of your, he should be in the main event almost every week. Like I like mm-hmm. Wardlow, everything about yes. that dude and FTR, but I guess they didn't want to, I guess the uh, Bucks didn't want to lose to him. And so now they're getting punished by Tony because those are his favorite guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's
2: Is there any uh, truth to the rumor that Wardlow gets a lot of tail?
1: I, I don't know about that. I would have to find that one out myself. Okay. Just, just, how could could he not? (laughs) Yeah. How could he not?
2: (laughs) What's her name? Uh, there's, there's a girl on busted open that always is, uh, raving about him and wanting to hang out with him.
3: I have never listened to busted open. No, I've never listened to busted
2: open myself. Oh, it's a great, it's a great show. Um, We've spent a lot of the time talking with you banana here in almost an hour and thank you for your time as we get close to wrapping up.
1: Um do you have any uh, WWE news to share? I as far as WWE I don't. That's I ha, I just I just know about the Clash of Castle. There's going to be three determined finishes according to Zero that one could be that either <laughs> Cross gets entered into the triple threat or theory goes and cashes in on either Roman or Drew at the end or Drew's going to walk out with the title. That's according to what I know from zero. That's those are the alternatives just as far as theory could. It could be that Drew wins and then theory cashes in and wins or or theory or drew wins altogether just because they're really pushing for that clash to the castle. That's what they're, they really want to put drew over on that clash of the castle and Gunther and Seamus. They are, they're anticipating that to be a banger. They're, they're really going to go and advertise that. So just be, so don't be surprised if they are going to be pushing that near the, near the top of the card. All well, for that,
3: um, I have a question that I might be the only person in the world that cares about this, but do you know anything about n w a and and how poorly they're doing or well, I'll leave it open that they're doing well, but I'm sure it's how poorly they're doing
1: as far as n w a and unfortunately, I don't know a lot, but I do know that Billy Corgan isn't doing a very good job anymore. He used to be able to be in the passion for it, but now it's like there's he's not he's not doing. The Baltimore Symphony Orchestra presents
0: their season opening gala, celebrating the 40th anniversary of the Joseph Meyerhoff Symphony Hall. This elegant evening will feature Grammy-winning soul and jazz vocalist, Lettucey. Join principal pops conductor Jack Everly and the BSO for a night of music, dancing, and more. Come celebrate with the BSO at their season opening gala, September 17th at 8 p.m. at the Joseph Meyerhoff Symphony Hall. Tickets available at bsomusic.org.
2: Meet Allison, teammate at Truist Bank. Hi. She was born to care, and she always had your back. You could say that. Like that time back in the mid-'80s when she spotted Stacy Kaminsky with her new perm, and a car was coming, about to hit a puddle. So Allison jumps in front of the splash, just in time to protect Stacy's fresh curls. Look, I had to do it. A wet perm just doesn't work. Today, Allison's a teammate at Truist, the bank that starts with care. When you start with care, you get a different kind of bank. Learn more at Truist.com care. Truist Bank, member FDIC.
1: All that well anymore. They're, I mean, they're doing. They're getting paid per appearance. There, that's just how their contracts work. A lot of them are just per appearance. The only one I do know that's not is Nick Eldis. As far as he's a long term, but per appearance is. Aren't they having a little bit of a, a spat, or were they just trying to play off the aw MJF thing? I think they I think they have a little bit of a spat. I would have to I have to find out more, but I do know that there is problems going on with Nick Aldis and NWA.
3: Cuz he went from the title match to wrestling Flip Gordon at NWA 74 Flip Gordon it's never been on nwa now it's just another cyn person yeah with other places i mean cyn is
1: another one that i'm not sure how long it's going to last if it oh happens. i i anticipate cyn ending by the end of the year then braun Strowman can have an attitude with a with aew again and then he'll return to wwe cool all
3: right I, I i like all of that it sounds fun i i love like tnt i love drama um i love drama too <laughs> all right well I, I can't thank you enough for for i think this is uh this might be your second podcast appearance so i think that's the, uh but i'm not even sure about that but uh you're first on ours so very appreciative and hopefully you'll come on again hopefully zero will come on uh but uh i don't know i'm, I'm really proud to have found you guys sort of early on and uh and made buck's acquaintance at, at the right and wrong time um and through that you and
1: just keep up the good work And shout out to your channel. You guys are doing great on YouTube and I watch you guys all the time. Oh, you talk about the PwC? Yep.
3: I've talked about that one. Okay, great. Thanks. Thank you for that. Steve doesn't come on that one because him and Jimmy can't uh, find the time to play. Oh, man. You got to do do that, Steve. Come on. I got to work on it. I got to make the time. Let me tell All you. Right. Everybody's got a list of security blanket booty calls. I'm 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 the ugliest girl on Jimmy's list. I'm always available.
1: Oh man! <laughs> All right. Well, you guys have a great one, and thank you for having me on. Thank, thank you. you Banana. Banana. Is there anything you want to plug before you uh, take take off? Well, I'll be I'll be on with Technical Workrate right Productions on Sunday on their podcast. So just tune in. Cool. Very good. So they can follow you at
3: Banana Unpeeled Williams or Banana Williams Unpeeled. I forget banana williams unpeeled perfect and at zero news and if you guys aren't it's zero with an x if you guys aren't following at zero news and at banana you're crazy it's long overdue whether you love aw or not um or love any promotion or not they get accurate news way higher than anybody else in my in my observation banana one last
2: question um you, this is obviously your name. Banana Williams is a playoff of Brian Williams, right? Correct. Yes.
1: Very good. Exactly. <laughs> to make sure.
2: All right, yep. man, my man. Um, thanks for coming on. It was a, a real blast to have you on the last hour and um, we welcome you anytime. All right. Thank you for having me.
3: All right, Jeff, we are back. Indeed. What did you think of that interview? <laughs> really interesting stuff. I mean, the, 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 banana doesn't disappoint. And now I have even more of uh, my vitamins and minerals. I need a little bit of starch, you know, but um, yeah, good stuff. Um, like I said, I, I do hope that we continue a relationship with, with the banana himself and zero. And uh, I don't know if there's more people working there, but uh, I think that's great. Cause they were sort of my discovery or, well, I'm sure I'm not the only one, but you know, at least in my circles and uh which is now our circles, and now they're a gift to the entire wrestling world. Um, and you know, they they do they're, they're not thrilled with AEW as a product, but their business reporting is not jaded, and their wrestling. Um, uh what's what's the word? Breaking news or exclusives or the information they provide isn't is not biased. So if you know you have to be able to tell the difference between opinion and reporting, uh much like you do with all wrestling uh, you know, journalists. It's you know that's that's news these days. It's sort of a mixture of of uh reporting and opinion, but uh, their reporting is second to none.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, it was good to hear his perspective on advertising. I think that that was something that both you and I, you know, we've been able to reach out to Stephen P. New for legal uh, thoughts and opinion. Uh, lots of different people and guests throughout the the almost 100 episodes that we've had and uh, promote wrestling promoters, uh, wrestlers themselves, referees. We've discussed, um, Life in wrestling, but we've always never been able to get someone in the advertising business. And I felt it was nice to see that we finally did get one and they confirmed everything that we were thinking about as regards to the demo, the
3: ratings and um, how uh, trash AW is. Yeah. Well, I learned something new to, I mean, I learned a few things that are new, but one thing when I heard the AW had their contract with an ad split of 50, 50, I thought that that was sort of remarkable. It's not, that's mm-hmm. the norm. Um, so, you know, that, that was something that I remember was really highly touted as being unusual. I, you know, I guess I got that impression from Meltzer, shame on me. Um, but this was three, three and a half years ago. So, uh, you know, it, you know, Dave Meltzer reporting then was not quite the same as as, as Dave Meltzer reporting now that he's completely in the tank. Um, but uh, that that was very interesting, and and he confirmed things that I thought I knew, but I wasn't a hundred percent sure. Now, you know, such as the difference between who gets the money in regular commercials versus who gets the the money in, in, in show sponsorships, things like that. But yeah, interesting stuff, definitely business related stuff. We've not been on the periphery of it. You know, we talked to uh, broadcast media buyers, but they didn't come on the show. We, we could have, but I think we, we thought mm-hmm. we we're a little bit dry maybe for a wrestling podcast. Maybe we'll re- revisit that, but uh, anyway, I thought it was cool. And uh, you know, hopefully we'll, like I said, keep that pipeline coming and yeah. You know, Hopefully it makes for good radio and we got good feedback.
2: Yeah, I had a lot of fun. And uh, definitely, if you enjoyed the uh, interview, please uh, send us a line. Uh, our Twitter is open, Hammerlock ho, That's at hammerlock HO for hangover, obviously. Duh. Uh, send us an email, HammerlockHangover at gmail.com. That's HammerlockHangover, all one word, at gmail.com. You can also visit us on our Facebook page. Just search hammerlock hangover and uh, you should see us. Um, guys, oh, thanks I for listening. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to
3: say that, that we, we sort of started with a, your victory been on, on CM Punk and absolutely correct, well-deserved. But I think while, you know, we probably have some new listeners, I want to take a couple more victory laughs because, you know, we said that uh, you were never going to see Zoe Starks and Nikita Lions in the tournament. And Toxic Attraction was going to replace them. I had a little bit of a more elaborate game, you know, uh, fantasy booking for that, but that came true. Also mm-hmm. said that Dexter Loomis is not stalking AJ S- Styles. In fact, he is stalking The Miz and he's actually protecting AJ Styles. We don't know what for, but that came to pass as well. So those are are just a couple of examples of predictions that uh, we got right that that sort of were outliers um, out there. Um, Certainly, there are plenty of things that we I get wrong. I do more fantasy booking than Steve does, um, you know, and, and it tends, the more elaborate it gets, the the more wrong it's going to get. But I know that because that's the fun, because I want to sort of show the world that I'm a better fan, a better wrestling booker than the actual bookers. But I do, um, I, I do more of the uh, the the voices of of talent. What do you mean? Oh, yeah, that's. that's, that's I, don't, I, don't, I, don't I don't know what you're talking about. But yeah, uh, you know, another interesting week in wrestling. I mean, we covered a lot of the AEW stuff with um, Banana. I mean, there's minor stuff like reports that the varsity blondes are unhappy. I mean, I'm not sure anybody cares. <laughs> oh, wow, 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 how, why? I mean, they get booked so much lately. Oh, wait, no, they don't. Yeah, I mean, just to confirm some stuff that I don't know that we made crystal clear. John Moxley is your A.W. uncontested, unified world champion. Thunder Rosa. I mean, hold up, hold up, hold up. up.
2: I I know I didn't want to get into this with Banana, but because he's our guest. But uncontested is a little bit of a bit and undisputed is a big word. He he beat as much as I hate CM Punk. He beat up a, a hobbled, crippled old man. This is not something to be applauding. Moxley is a bum. He's the same bum that I've been warning you all about since episode one. He's nothing to be champion. He's not a champion. He's 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 uh, a no good rat. He's a dirty rat. <laughs> and somebody, somebody needs
3: more potassium in their system.
2: I'm done with him. And he beat up an old, old, crippled old man. And everybody's uh, cheering. This is a sad day for professional wrestling.
3: OK, great. All right. Thunder Rosa said she's injured and she's not able to wrestle. So she had to well, she didn't vacate the title because nobody vacates titles there. They they married themselves to this interim title. So she is still the AW Women's Championship. But to crown an AW Interim Women's Championship, which is really helping elevate that title over the TBS Women's title, they're having a, a fatal four way at all out uh they didn't tell you the who the competitors were uh except for tony storm which thunder rosa said then later in the show from Britt baker we learned that Britt baker would be in the in the match and also her sidekick jamie hayter not really sure how jamie hayter uh, deserves to be in there she pretty sure she just lost the title match but then again so did tony storm and it's funny because people saying who's going to be there and i and i'm like well, I guess they can dust off Rio or Sheeta, and sure enough, minutes later, Sheeta comes in. So yes, Sheeta is your fourth member. Um, you know that Sheeta was charging a hundred dollars for a
2: photograph signing in Chicago, and uh, and yeah. and for and for just to put things in perspective, so a picture with Sheeta is a hundred dollars, but a picture with Sammy and Tay is 75 dollars do you yeah.
3: think that that's the right rate for sheeta uh, uh no uh, not not <laughs> even close i mean did, did i mean she was charging did she collect any well the the show hasn't
2: happened in chicago yet but oh, that's no. that's what the rates are going for next week if you want to take a photo op with
3: sheeta you can if you have a hundred dollars burning a hole in your pocket uh, the, the only thing I can say to that is I know people don't like to talk about. It, I know it's not politically correct, but Japanese female wrestling, Japanese wrestling is there's a lot of fetish stuff going. So maybe it's mm. like there's a fetish market in Chicago, one of the wrestling capitals of the world and one of the easiest cities to fly to in the United States. May, maybe she's ranked or maybe she just priced herself out of the market. I, I have no sounds high to I me. Just, I just think nobody would give a sheet about Cheetah, but... I I, I agree. I, I mean, I she seems like a, you know, that'd be a 35 or $40 photo to me, but okay. Um, we did talk about briefly the Motor City machine guns are replaced. Oh, 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 hold on, hold on. Before you go into that, I, I just wanted to
2: talk about Thunder Rosa for a second. Okay. Sorry to interrupt you. It's okay. So Thunder Rosa vacates his title. Mm-hmm. I, I think this was very begrudgingly, like if you hear this the the voice the the inflection that she uses i'm i wouldn't be surprised if she's not injured and that tony just hey the fucking card's gone to shit and i gotta make it more interesting let me just spice it up by throwing some randomness in here and exclude you out i'm gonna tell you right here that i think thunder rosa is not coming back to AEW. This is the last you've seen of Thunder Rosa. She's not going to come back as a champion. She's not going to defend this thing. And everybody's going to wonder, what happened? Oh, remember that Thunder Rosa vacated the house? She's a true AEW champion. We're never going to see her back in in AEW. She'll come back wow. to WWE. And that's that's where the next time we see Thunder Rosa. Because She's never, never been to in WWE. T- I understand, but she will make her way there. Okay. Thunder Rosa will be in a in WWE and fight in the WWE ring. Mark my words. But AEW, Tony Khan made this woman lose all her other titles. The, the titles that she had in the indies, she had a bunch of titles. And he said, listen, you're my champion. You're going to play by my rules. I can't have you going around the indies wrestling, uh, the female Nick Gages of the world. And she said, okay. So she started vacating all her titles. She becomes a champion. Doesn't get booked on AEW. And so she gave up a bunch of indie bookings to become his champion. Then she doesn't get booked. And now she's told she's got to vacate the title. My opinion. I, I think she's, she's gone. We're not going to see her in AEW and Thunder Rosa. If you're listening, if this gets back to you, I wish you the best mama stay away from AEW do yourself a favor don't go back there
3: it would be interesting to see because Thunder Rosa came to AEW by breaking her contract with NWA um so it'd be interesting to see if she tried to do the same thing twice um I don't know what I think about this because I'm not sure that she's not I mean she sort of has the counter reputation of sort of sandbagging things and one of the people who sort of signs off on that is Britt Baker and another is Jamie Hater who you know they got into a scuffle I think we talked about it earlier. Uh Jamie Hayter and, and Thunder Rosa. And Thunder Rosa, the MMA fighter ran away and hid in a bathroom. Um didn't listen, she's not hiding. She she's probably hiding
2: from like she knows that in Cleveland, Ohio, if she, the minority, puts any hands on Britt Baker, the neighbor of Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, and Jamie hater that she's gonna end up in jail.
3: So you have no idea here. what Cleveland is, do you? And, I you, do have know, and you have no idea what the, the constitution Cleveland. Of, of Cleveland is.
2: It's like what a two-hour drive to from
3: Pittsburgh to Cleveland. Yeah, I know what it what it what it is. I just it's almost, it's almost much further it. than that. No, and, it's not. And and and, Cle- and Cleveland is not not like an it's a majority minority city. Listen. You
2: saw that that show. There was barely any minorities in that audience. In well, there was eight. barely anyone in the audience, period.
3: I mean, oh, well, this is true.
2: You've got me there, Jeff. You've got me there. Go uh, ahead. Uh, big me up on the Motor Motor City morons.
3: Oh, yeah. So they're replacing Satnam Singh and Sanjay <laughs> Dutt. I mean, listen, this is an improvement match-wise, but I am, I'm telling you, I don't know if it'll ever come out, but I'm telling you, I've said it before, they were just going to try to recreate some version of the Andre Hulk spot, and they tried and they tried it, and Wardlow could not powerbomb him. They could not powerbomb bomb thing. Uh, oh San my God, God. you think that's what sting. happened? And, and so they gave up on that. That is a a Q-A-Con of the week. And so they just I decided like to give up and say, hey, who's the cheapest guys? And we can pretend this is exciting. We can pretend whether we picked open the Forbidden Door. Oh, we know Alex Shelley and Chris Saban, people like them. Yeah, the same people already watching you. And they they work for impact on like a per appearance basis. So, you know, sure, whatever. Um, so anyway, much better match. But I mean, it was already a meaningless match. And I just assume that all five of them will sort of walk out on Jay Lethal. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like um, it. Yeah. The main event of Dynamite was a bit of a mess. It was uh, the Death Triangle uh pack came back to work stayed for two weeks in a row and answered the all-important question uh as to whether or not he would work three weeks in a row in in the u.s With <laughs> yes. probably not um because they lost to aussie open a team that doesn't need to be in these trios tournament they don't work for aw by the way aussie open Sucks. Will Ospreay is good. He's small from a taste, but he's good. He's he's really good. Aussie Open stinks. I mean, they can't throw punches, they can't throw forms, they can't do British strong style. Uh, I mean, one of them is is skinny and lanky. I mean, they're they're they should be on NXT level up, not even NXT. Um, and there was one spot where Pac went from the top turn. First of all, he got caught with a, a black falcon or a falcon arrow, or whatever he calls it, uh, like seconds earlier. So he decides to go for a second one. Um, the, the guy he's supposed to let... Hosprey I guess, moves or gets moved. So he, he tries to maneuver himself off the, the top turnbuckle onto the ring post. And this takes... Ten to fifteen seconds of a cr- cruche maneuvering because it's dangerous. It's hard to balance. I get it. Don't do the spot. Meanwhile, the other clowns down there are coiled up like quails, waiting. You know the way that Jr. likes to say, or you know the, when he was criticizing them. And 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 this was not the only time they did one of those waiting spots. But this was egregious. There was another time where you could see Pentagon in the camera where he should be attacking someone and just walked by and basically gave one of the. Eh. <laughs> symbols um but this match was uh, you know parts of it were spectacular but parts of it were a mess and phoenix did one of his famous seven point jumping over 92 robes just to do um you know arm drags like dual arm drags and mm. anyway th- this this match was finalized by there being a fake kip sabian in the audience uh to distract pack only for the real kip sabian to attack pack from behind Nobody gives a fuck about Kip Sabian. Uh, this led to Aussie away Now I will remind you that this tournament, you have two factions that basically run the show: the BCC and the Jericho Appreciation Society. Neither one has an entrant into this into this trios tournament. You actually have Ring of Honor trios t- title holders. They're not in this tournament. You have formerly Tully Blanchard Enterprises, now owned by Prince Non and the Embassy of three guys not entered into this tournament but you have time for aussie open and the fucking Trustbusters. busters <laughs> uh, tony khan loves the Trustbusters, man he
2: I, I don't know i don't know if these guys got nudes of him or what but they
3: he loves these guys well i've already explained what the ever that ari Davari is tony khan as a wrestler and you know uh uh, Parker Boudreaux is his WWE wrestler, Sunny Kisses is his all-inclusive, and Slim J is his indie darling. So it's it's a representation of Tony Khan, uh, you know, being the trust fund kid who, uh, who controls all of wrestling. It's like he literally made himself into a video game or out of a video game and made himself a real boy. Anyway, I mean, this is clear where this is going to go. It's going to end up being the Elite versus the Dark Order with Adam Page, and then you're going to have... Who's oh, who's Adam Page with, the elite or the dark Order, or, you know, or who's Kenny with, who are the... Uh, I mean, that, that, that's going to be what this whole thing ends up to be. Uh, Buddy Matthews got himself suspended. We're not exactly sure why. Apparently, he took a booking without permission. House of Black already lost on Rampage. This this is not going to be a spoiler to anybody who follows the Internet. If it is, sorry. Um, he took a... Hold up a second. He
2: This is why he got suspended. He took I'm a booking you know. without... Per- permission what does that even fucking mean like did he show up on, i would i think everybody's allowed to do their own show shit except for as long as they're not showing up on wwe
3: i have i don't have any more to tell you that other than i mean i think that tony is a right of first refusal so maybe you have to submit them all or maybe it was to some some promotions on a list that has some type of tv or youtube presence i i honestly don't more than it, it might not even be that he might not even be suspended i mean you know we we only found out about kingston after he already served the suspension um but anyway the, this, this show was a bit of a mess um they did get a rating spike but they put a title match on at the top of you know when they put it was smart um anyway uh all out this show looks like a bit of a mess it seems like the kingston Guevara match is off. Not that that was an exciting match anyway, but at least it was a story behind it. Um, Anyway. Do you think that, that like Tony Khan is so good at booking
2: and, you know, a lot of people like make it, make it seem like his booking is again, like um, very poetic. You would think that he was writing, um, you know, war and peace and stuff. He's so fucking thoughtful that, he because the title is AEW All Out, that he's purposely booking it, that all his main talent are out of the card.
3: <laughs> They're out of the card. It's all off. Is that what you're saying? It's
2: all right. It's
3: all off the card. Yeah, I, I was listening to uh, Alvarez. It's there yesterday, and he said, "Well, the the, the facility is sold out." So what? You you don't run a pay per view to sell tickets. I mean, of course you want to, and you want it to be sold out. First of all, we're not sure what sold out really means. Aw, sometimes it means that the place is filled to the rafters. Other times it means that scalpers lose their you know lose their shirts. That doesn't typically happen in Chicago, but it might with this show. Jeff, we spoke about this when they first
0: you know left the United Center. The Baltimore Symphony Orchestra presents their season opening gala, celebrating the 40th anniversary of the Joseph Meyerhoff Symphony Hall. This elegant evening will feature Grammy-winning soul and jazz vocalist, Lettucey. Join Principal Pops conductor Jack Everly and the BSO for a night of music, dancing, and more. Come celebrate with the BSO at their season opening gala, September 17th at 8 p.m. at the Joseph Meyerhoff Symphony Hall. Tickets available at bsomusic.org.
1: Hey, man, how we doing? We flipping these when we need to?
0: The Backseat Griller. They hover over you at the grill and question your every move.
1: You think that's ready to come
3: off?
0: Silence them once and for all. Introducing the Chef IQ Smart Thermometer. It makes cooking foolproof, so you never question your cooking skills again. Simply select how you want your food done and be alerted when it's perfectly cooked. Sayonara, Backseat Griller. Start cooking with confidence at chefiq.com. That's chefiq.com.
2: Uh, for Forbidden Door and they announced this show and they're booking two major shows back-to-back in Chicago, but the difference, Jeffrey, is Mm -hmm. this one is in Hoffman Estates. This is not in Chicago proper. This is 45 minutes what, towards Cleveland?
3: (laughs) Again, Cleveland is our compass point for everything. It's our lodestar. star. It is is this week. Cleveland... All roads lead to Cleveland. That's the name of the show. Cle- Cleveland rocks. All ro- all roads lead to Cleveland. Okay. Cleveland. Cleveland rocks. Cleveland bananas. S- swell. All I can tell you is that this that last night's show was a shit show that smelt more than Cleveland's Lake. I, I don't. I don't know. But the, 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 <laughs> what what counts in the pay per views is not that you sell out the venue, which is great. But what what counts is pay per view buys. Um, so you know. If I didn't have a podcast, I would not even be thinking about buying this pay per view. Uh, if I wasn't on multiple podcasts, I probably would. I probably fake it if I was just on one. Uh, listen to a couple of review shows. So I mean, this, this I am not happy about this one bit. I'm not interested in this show. Um, but yeah, I mean, in minor AEW news, we saw Wesley Blake and Noé Jose on the YouTube shows. Um, nothing to see here. though. the but there was there was. Something sort of troubling and noteworthy with Wesley or Weston Blake. And there's something funny with Noé Jose. Normally, we cover these notes at the end, but might as well just do it now. First of all, Wesley Blake is also with CYN, Control Your Narrative. So it's sort of more evidence that maybe CYN isn't exactly all that. Um, But also, he had a match with Daniel Garcia, and he apparently botched the spot and hit Daniel Garcia like a real forearm to the back of Garcia's neck. And listen, Garcia ain't my favorite wrestler, but he did have a, a shoot broken neck from a car accident. And this could have really injured him. Maybe it did. I have no idea. Um, but that was terrible. And Blake was sort of known as being sort of a jerk. You know, he was in that group with Jackson Riker and uh, uh, Macklin. Oh, that's right. That's right. What were they? The Boys the of Warrior? The Sons or? or something? Forgotten source. thank you. Um, now, No Way Jose... Um, Listen, I don't think either of these guys are signed by A.W. I think they were just appearance talent and just to get some cheap publicity. But No Way Jose, apparently, to take this booking, he actually got himself booked by another indie fed took the money, took the plane story. ticket. He cashed in the ticket and, and, like, the Booker's Miles or something and got himself a ticket to Canada and stiffed the promoter, didn't do a show, and he went to, to work AW. So he got paid for two things, got a free ticket, and uh, you know, something something just ridiculous. I mean, this is wrestling, so you can never trust anything, but I want to believe this because it's so carny and so cheesy, um, you know, and, you know, No Way Jose is no talent, Jose. So, Oh, I wouldn't say that. Okay. Very little talent. Jose.
2: Wow. Um, what else do we, what What else was on AW Jeff? Shit, man. I don't know. Ram Ram. That was it, right?
3: Well, I mean, the one thing is, is, is that the tag team champions apparently can book their own matches. There's no, there's the rankings don't matter. There's no number one contenders matches. There's no tournaments. It's just, they decide who's worthy, you know, whether they're in the rankings and top five that, you know, their their promo you know everyone has a shtick in their promo like kingston's was always like i only get 30 seconds and then they were you know everyone else sort of had their their little shtick in their promos well the the tag team champions their shtick in their promos is that they they say this team is so lucky they're not worthy but they're we're going to give them a tag team title match anyway uh well this time they uh well in this whole thing with the acclaimed and the gun club sort of turning and returning and uh, on each other um the acclaimed ran into rescue and because the acclaimed rescued billy gun swerve and keith lee was so impressive they said we're gonna give you guys a title match and the acclaimed as true faces they were were obnoxious about it um so I guess that's the match for all out. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if the Gun Club didn't get themselves in there as they make it a, a triple threat. But uh it's like our tag team title match: Swerve, uh, Swerve in Our Glory against the Acclaimed. Do you think that there's still enough time for Swerve in Our Glory to get one of
2: the guys get injured and they also have to vacate their titles?
3: <laughs> well, they, they, nobody vacates their title. They're still the champions. They would, they would be some sort of tournament or match for an interim champion oh that's right thank you that's right right it's sort of like their version of an automatic rematch clause i guess because because no champion goes unscathed because it worked out so well with this interim championship i mean i i we touched on this earlier with banana both didn't really explore but i really think that in the last nine months eight months aw has devalued all of their titles i mean we talked about the tnt title how they just devalued wardlow when he was blasting off and they killed him immediately with the with that mjf stuff and nothing's been good ever since ftr has three title belts they almost never defend them they almost never talk about them they're not defending any of them on on this pay-per-view um jade has been exposed they put her in these multi-person matches half of her faction you know takes turns getting hurt her opponent gets hurt um and her matches are way too long they need to book her like hooker like goldberg um Nobody remembers the FTW title doesn't count anyway. The All-Atlantic title is just a pretend title so Pack can work in the UK and give 30 seconds worth of video footage from Bingo Halls to pretend he's defending an AEW title. Um, the world title, I mean, between what Adam Page, you know, couldn't emote uh, to see Punk getting injured immediately to this interim nonsense to everything that's going on now uh, and it, everything being overshadowed by MJF and all the other injuries. I mean, you know, everyone thought MJF was coming back tonight and you know, now they're all sure he's going to come back at all out. Eventually they might be right. And if they are, they're going to say, see it was a work all the time. No one takes one of your biggest stars off of TV for 12 weeks in a row when four of your other five stars are out with injuries, you just don't do it. That's a, that's, that's, TV suicide. Um, right. I don't know what the titles are? Oh, the, the Thunder Rosa's had an abysmal reign. Um, yeah. The tag, I have to think about who the tag champions are. The trios. Do you want to count, the, runner, count the, reun- the, R-O, the ROH titles? I was just gonna say that's that's I was just gonna say I don't even know what to think about the ROH titles. The only thing that makes sense is Samoa Joe not defending his TV title because they don't have a TV show. <laughs> wow, man. Jeff, you just fucking buried AEW titles. This is wild, but it wasn't okay, even but, that but difficult. They've buried the titles. I didn't do it, they did it. Right. The Booker of the Year has made all of his titles feel less important in, the Booker in less than of a year. The year. Thank you. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, wow. I want to do a little bit on NXT because, I mean, it doesn't really merit that much talking to, but the, but this week there was, you know, the U- NXT U- UK invasion. Everything we reported about NXT UK last week came true. It's gone. It's going to be NXT Europe. The, they let go, you know, 22 people in the UK and they brought over about seven or eight of them. So they had the UK invasion with Gallus and Tyler Bate, who's <sighs> their champion. Um <sighs> Yeah. Can,
2: yeah, Jeff. Can I just uh, mention that Gallus is so fucking dreadful to me. Like, I, I I hate their their gimmick. I don't even know what their gimmick is. What are they? Just uh, brawly guys from Scotland? Like, what what is what is their their gimmick? Exactly
3: right. They're they're, they're basically Aussie open except their third guy is like the other two instead of Will Osprey, who's sort of like the uh you know the the uh, acrobat. Um, yeah, I don't really see much in them and they're not even that big. They're just I, I mean, they all sort of look like Shane Birch, you know, from uh, Lorkin and Birch. I mean, except they have hair. I guess two of them are brothers. But Tyler Bates, the one I want to talk about, because we just had Braun Breaker, you know, in a program with J.D. McDonough, who's a small guy. And apparently that maybe isn't over and I'm not even really sure. So Tyler Bates comes in. He has a match with Von Wagner, who he beat. So I guess Von Wagner is going up to the main roster. I'm not sure why, um, but they're insisting. So Tyler Bay comes in to confront Braunbreaker, Breaker, who's not that tall a guy. I looked at the Ravens website because he was released from the Ravens about three or four years ago, um, and, and he was they six. List him as, no, they listed him as six feet two thirty. I didn't want to go to the WWE, so I figured the Ravens got it right. Frankly, it looks 5'11 to me, but let's just say it looks like I'm always off by an inch lower. So let's just say he's the the my penis is actually 13 instead of 12 inches and Bron Breaker is actually <laughs> six feet instead of 5'11. Um, anyway, I don't know how tall this guy Tyler Bate is, but I made a joke that that I thought that House of Dragon was a Discovery Warner Brothers property. So why am I seeing Tyrion Lannister uh, confront Bron Breaker on NFC? Because that's what it looked like. It, it looked like a dwarf was in there. Anyway, they're gonna do unification of titles, NXC and NXC UK, uh maybe not all of them. Blair Davenport got herself into a three-way match with M- Maki Sakamura, who I understand is a legend. I've never heard of her before she came to NXC. Mako, okay, swell. Um Mandy Rose better keep this thing. Blair Davenport, by the way, used to be B, B- Priestley, and and she's actually Will Ospreay's girlfriend or wife or something. And Santos Escobar just drove up and and said to Legado, we're family, you, you didn't think I was leaving without you. And apparently that's how mobs and matches and stipulations work, that you can just pick them up and go with them. And presumably, I guess the whole Legado act is coming to the main roster and the internet's very excited about that. I'm not, because these two guys, Joaquin and Cruz, they're going to look like, or Dela Cruz, they're going to they're gonna look like the Bollywood boys, the Singh brothers, they're so small. Uh, and Santa, they're going to do some damage uh, to themselves. And Santos is smaller. <laughs> than like, Santos is much closer to Ricochet size than Braun Breaker size. He's like, six feet, anyway, like six feet tall. Everybody's six feet tall They're all getting they're all getting raises. Uh, so good, good for that. Good for them. We need some more
2: Latino heat on um, on uh, WWE programming.
3: And that's what Electro Lopez is for. So Worlds Collide is going to be the afternoon of All Out um, on Peacock, I presume. So,
2: I mean, I, I would like to tune in. I, I need to know if Mandy's going to be on the card. Yeah, she's in the triple threat with uh, Maiko and uh, Maka. Makeup. Makeup. And, and Blair Davenport. Makeup yeah, that's Clark right. And, and God, Blair on the board. Her she better not lose this fucking title i mean there's no issues to those two
3: jabrons i mean blair davenport's (laughs) obviously in this match to eat the. first of all she didn't have a very good match with indy hartwell i mean indy hartwell sucks too but uh yeah (laughs) do do you um do you know that mako satomura was um originally debuted on wcw nitro she's been around that long i knew that she was on Nitro. i didn't know that she debuted on nitro well i mean and i only learned that this week he was there. So I guess the true answer is no. I mean, until like <laughs> four days ago.
2: Did you do you want to pretend like you were an uh, uh, IWC uh, fanboy of Mako Satomura? No. Hey Jeff, did you know that uh,
3: Mako was on uh, Nitro? Go no. ahead. No, now you I, pretend. No, you no, don't want to the, pretend. The only thing I pretend about is occasionally I pretend that I that I'll, I've watched a pay per view that I don't watch. Oh, okay.
2: That's how I do. That's how I do my A.W. Dynamite reviews. <laughs> Good job. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch it? No. How do you know you hate it? I just hate it. I know I do. It's it's a Tony Khan product. I hate the Jacksonville Jaguars. I hate that shitty football team that he owns and uh, the, the American United Manchester. Fulham, right. What is it? Fulham? I don't know. I don't care. It's soccer. It's stupid. I really hope that like uh, that new football team, you, you're not going to care about this because you don't like soccer, but I hope that the football team that uh, Ryan Reynolds and the guy from it's always sunny in Philadelphia just bought they're doing a documentary.
3: I hope, I hope they, they beat the shit out of Tony. Un- unless you're under 10 years old and or live in an emerging developing nation, you shouldn't play soccer. <laughs> what if I own stock in emerging markets? Yeah. Can I play soccer? Absolutely yeah. not. not. Not even close to the same thing. So all the 2 <laughs> stuff, the one thing I will give it is that it is sort of giving NXT sort of that indie, you know, sort of gritty underground feel, a little bit less than the colorful, uh, you know, 2.0. And not that I love that stuff, but there are people who love it. So I think it might be a nice little compromise. And I guess they're bringing what they think is the best talent uh, to develop. You know they're keeping them employed for the next year and then you know everyone thinks that a lot of the people from nxt uk will get rehired by nxt europe or at least be given the opportunity to um i think that's probably enough on nxt i mean except that dexter luma showed up and to tell indy he still loved her in writing, and then he submitted himself to arrest so i assume that the Miz either was freed and located or that he's given that information to the appropriate authorities in orlando who arrested him for a kidnapping in toronto
2: I'm pretty impressed that Dexter Loomis made it from Toronto to uh, Orlando in such short time, like a day. Like I hear there's a lot. All these WWE stars are tweeting about their
3: displeasure with airlines in Toronto this week. Well, here's what happened. Dexter Loomis, if you remember when he kidnapped The Miz, he backed away and he sort of backed into the divider rail and people mm-hmm. thought that that was, that was a mistake. It wasn't, he was actually activating a remote control that he had there and that activated his getaway vehicle, which was not a car. It was actually uh, an electric helicopter. It was uh, like from a uh, Westworld and he flew straight to uh, Toronto. Uh, from you more mean like, really like
2: inspector way. gadget, like he got like a helicopter yeah. propellers yeah. out of his hat.
3: Yeah. He, well, no, it was there waiting for him. And actually there was a ladder there, which retracted. So.
2: Oh my God. Wow. That's amazing. You know, speaking of Dexter Loomis, you, you asked earlier, why would he be protecting AJ Styles? I can, I got a, a, a good uh, uh, thing, uh, a, premoni- a premonition a theory, a theory or a premonition. Okay. Well, let's hear um, your premonition.
3: <laughs> Wonderful.
2: <laughs> I, I listen, it's not that difficult to deduce. Uh, you look at AJ Styles' hair and you look at, Dexter Loomis hair, and both of them seem to care about, you know, their, their stately quaffs. I see you're, you're pointing at yours. I think, uh, you can understand that, you know, good hair care is important. And I think that's
0: why Dexter is, The Baltimore Symphony Orchestra presents their season opening gala, celebrating the 40th anniversary of the Joseph Meyerhoff Symphony Hall. This elegant evening will feature Grammy-winning soul and jazz vocalist, Lettucey. Join Principal Pops conductor Jack Everly and the BSO for a night of music, dancing, and more. Come celebrate with the BSO at their season opening gala, September 17th at 8 p.m. at the Joseph Meyerhoff Symphony Hall. Tickets available at bsomusic.org.
3: taking care of AJ Styles. So He's are you protecting suggesting his that, soccer mom haircut? Are you suggesting that they have the same hairstylist and the hairstylist told them to protect AJ? That's right. There you go. Cause the Miz is actually pretty quaffed as well.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. Maybe that's the swerve that's coming. They're all three going to get a haircut.
3: Okay. Well, you keep working on this premonition. You keep taking your eye <laughs> I? Oh
2: my God. Have you have never done. That was, no, I'm just kidding. I've never done. Jeff, do you think that uh, it's time that I play that secret Tony Khan recording again?
3: No, absolutely. Never play that again. Um, <laughs> so this week in WWE, um, a couple Johnny Gargano,
2: things, let's talk about it. Johnny Gargano
3: is the hottest news. We'll get there. Um, You're so ex- what, you don't want to start with Johnny Gargano? You weren't excited? That You know, let's start with Johnny Gargano. You look so excited about it. You, so excited. You're so excited about Johnny wrestling. All Rebel, Rebel Heart played. One fifty.
2: He's, he's a legitimate threat. He's standing next to Austin Theory and mm-hmm. he's looking up at him and mm-hmm. definitely, you know, going to do some damage. Jeff, you, you got to be excited about Johnny Gargano. I'm excited.
3: I'm impressed that the crowd reacted to him. Uh, obviously, a smart crowd in Toronto know everyone because a lot of these NXT people, the first time they show up, nobody knows who they are. So they they credit that. But no, I mean, listen, I don't dislike Johnny Gargano. I, I like the way. I think he's funny. I think he's good as a manager. I know that he's a good technical wrestler. But so what? He's five foot six, 155 pounds. It's this is exactly what I don't like. And this is exactly what I'm I'm afraid there's going to be too much of. Now, a cruiserweight championship that's taken seriously might alleviate that somewhat. But no, I mean, listen, I'm glad because a lot of people thought, you know, we're worried he's going to go to AEW. I don't know why you're worried. There's 9000 people there. Maybe that's why they were worried. Um, I don't know that he adds that much. But if it's going to be a program with theory, at least they're remembering that they were in the way together. You know, that is a story for Indy Candace Dexter to an extent. So, I mean, it's okay. I mean, people liked him and, and, you know, it's a, it's a sign that Hunter is trying to reach out to all sorts of fans and, and talent. And it, it's just not, he's not my kind of wrestler. That's, that's not really what I want to see on my major league wrestling. And you know, it's Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, it's sort of a once in a while kind of thing. And he got over organically and he's a thicker guy than he always seemed more dangerous than, than Gargano does to me, but to the modern fans, they don't, a lot of them don't care. So I, I don't know. But I'll let there's, it play there's,
2: out. there's some interest in the David versus Goliath um, story angle. And I think Gargano does a good job telling that story.
3: He could. It's just, it's, look, I don't mind the Davy versus Glide. I don't mind the, the scrappy underdog. It's just there's already a bunch of those guys. You've you've got Ali. You've got Ricochet. You've you've got Cedric. You've got Champa. You've got uh, Finn Balor. You've got Ray Mysterio. You got his retarded son Dominic. You got Kofi. You got Xavier. I mean, how, how many you got these done there? It. You know how 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 many scrappy underdogs can you have? Some of them are are being heels right now, but. I, I don't feel like, I mean, it's the same thing that I say about AEW. You you don't need 12 of the same kind of wrestler. I don't, I don't, at least Gargano can speak. And there's a backstory there that, you know, NXT is part of WW canon again. So, you know, there's some, there's some continuity there and and that is a saving grace. But no, this is, I would much rather have seen Braun, Bray, AOP, you know, my other one, Eric Redbeard, you know, I, I mean, there's, Any number of people, Josh Woods, who I think this should be with the the, the new recruit for the Alpha Academy, even though they're just jobbers now. Um, I don't know. There's there's plenty of people in the wrestling universe I would have rather seen added. You know, everyone knows I love John Morrison. I I would. I mean, apparently he's not happy with them, but he can be wooed. Um, I don't know. It's fine. But no, it it doesn't excite me. That's a shame. Such a shame.
2: What about what else on, on 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 WWE? Were you excited about or no, not excited about?
3: Well, the women's tag team matches have been pretty abysmal, but Sky and Kai had a win. Sky uh, and have, Kai, yeah, they have to win. But is it like, it is that same, like the reverse Kai and Tai? Right. It was. It was the. It was the same finish though when Toxic Attraction won a hot tag and a roll up, um, and we called it. I call it really the toxic attraction. Would replace Zoe Starks and Nikita Lines that so they would never see the inside of that tournament and you know before any of that broke, got it right. Uh, uh, but Gigi Dolan got a concussion, so they had to get out. And so now there's a fatal four way with you know all the losers uh, already. So Dewdrop and Nikki Ash and um, who are the other teams? I, it's, uh, it's Dakota, not Dakota guy. It's um, Sonia Deville and then Natty. Yes, Raquel and Aaliyah, your favorite. No, they, they won. They they they've been winning the whole time. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Who do they fight though? I mean, is Oscar and Alexa Oscar in that Alexa. or no? Because they because they lost on the same show, so I don't think they're included in this. Yeah. No. I don't know. I don't even care because none, none of them are advancing. It doesn't matter.
2: Um, you think Dude and and uh, Nikki Ash win? You're, no I, one I think, can see that
3: <laughs> I, I think it i think it doesn't matter cuz none of them are going to win so uh, sure okay very good sure well were you were you excited to see
2: um Trish Stratus. Trish looks great. Yeah,
3: yes, Trish, Trish, Trish. looked great, and that's cool. And I wouldn't mind her and Bailey in a program, but the Bailey match with Aaliyah sucked. It was terrible. Now I don't know if Bailey has ring rust. We know Aaliyah or Elias stinks, so clearly the wrong person to you know shake that rust off with. So I don't know if that was all Aaliyah's fault. I mean, the finisher looked great. The you know Bailey's finisher move looked great, but the rest was terrible. I am hoping. The Raquel turns on Aaliyah because she sucks with Aaliyah. She sucks as a face. Aaliyah sucks. Period. And joining that would make it easy for Sky Kai to win. And I've said that group needs needs some muscle. They need a fourth. They're they're not an intimidating group, and they're on TV way too much to be that unintimidating. Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't see see them turning her heel. I think they need a face. I don't know. Face, well, at least you know champion. Well, at least then add Lacey Evans to that group to give, to make her the muscle something. They need something to make them intimidating because it looks like two dandies and and you <laughs> two know. Two dandies? Five five. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. And Kurt Angle will be on Raw next week. So the, the hotness continues. We get Tristratus uh, this Monday. We get oh, Kurt Angle next week. continues. Jeff, do you think um, going back to control,
2: damage control, whatever they want to call Bailey's faction. Control your control, control your narrative. Bailey World Order. Bailey's Quarters. BWO, um, do you th- do you think like they've lost steam? Like, what what yeah. what is their purpose? Like, a lot yeah. of people have been criticizing about like, okay, who gives a fuck now? Like,
3: what what are they doing? too much and too much talking i mean if they were jumping out of the crowd and beating people up or if they were beating people up backstage like the nwo i mean it would still be too much there's too much segments but at least it might be interesting they just talk they just talk and talk and talk and they're not intimidating looking so they haven't even like told us the connective tissue as to why they're together so yeah Mm -hmm. it's too much i mean they've replaced seth rollins like seth rollins would have three or four segments per show now they have three or four segments per show so i'm happy that seth only has one but to replace it with these i mean you re all these people you can't you, you can't vary it up a little i would rather see t bar and whatever repackaging is i would oh, rather Jesus see a second promo again. than see the bwo for the third time of the night um you, so yeah you, you, you and your love story with uh this uh dominic Dijakovic
2: did you watch this anyone. match no, you don't. You all you. What do you you've picked him for like the last twenty episodes? You say that he your, your I fantasy book in his return. All
3: right, Ali. I'd rather hear Ali
2: speak than them for a third time. Did you watch the Ali versus Dominic Dijakovic match? That of was like a, not. supposedly There's a, a banger.
3: No. <laughs> don't tell me banger. Don't use the word banger. This is what the kids say. They say that things are banger. I hate kids. Now, if it's bangers, I'm <laughs> <that's> interested. <laughs> Do you hate kids? Everything is called a bang, everyone goes. That was a great match. Yeah, they're supposed to have great matches. <laughs> I mean, they're professional wrestlers. They're all great matches. If it's a bad match, <laughs> that's noteworthy. <laughs> <Jesus.
2: laughs> I think that's the most crutchy
3: old man thing you've said in a long time. Well, how about this? They're still doing the stupid pro wrestler versus sports entertainer thing uh, on AEW, even though that story was always stupid and it's been irrelevant for the last four and a half weeks. Oh, but it's it's a custody battle for the life of Danny Garcia or that, you know, that would be better. But, you know, I mean, are we forgetting that Daniel Garcia has been like beat down da- Daniel Bryan along with the other JS many times? They were in blood and guts together. Have we ever heard before there was his dream to, to wrestle Daniel Bryan? I mean, if, if this was your plan for months to make him part of the BCC, like how about planting some seeds before, not after? Listen, that would make too much sense. It would. It, it wouldn't. I mean, we're supposed to f- forget that the JS wasn't attacking the BCC and the Kingston trio every chance they got. I mean, plenty playing times where Garcia was with the Okay, I hear you out there. Not in a 30-minute technical match, Jeff. Shut up. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> he could have done, done as much technical wrestling if he wanted to during Blood and Gas. They could have had a little corner of the ring and they could have climbed to the top and just been oh. technical the fuck out of the roof there. You're killing me, man. <laughs> I, 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 I just I just want things to make a little bit of sense that's all just just a little bit of sense <sighs> let me in let me, let me in. in oh I hear
2: he's coming I hear he's coming I yeah thank God they, um, uh, they, they're talking about him coming back bray Wyatt as uh like in an homage to fate three faces of Foley, like he'll have three different uh, gimmicks what do, what are your thoughts on that rumor
3: I mean I I'm all for it. I mean, that's what they were doing. I mean, he had two. He was, he was play how Firefly Funhouse Bray. He was the fiend Bray. And every, and we did see the swamp match against Braun Strowman. So he, you know, he did that too. So fine. Cool. All right. And now what I heard is really exciting news. That Bray always wanted the puppets to have actual wrestler manifestations. So that's back in play. My army of wrestler puppets is back ah, we're gonna go full dungeon of doom i i'm so excited just the prospect of it makes me excited for wrestling so you want to see huskus the pig oh my god so much and you know who else they're rumored to be bringing back A mercy wizard the, the perfect huskus the pig jonah
2: oh sh- <laughs> <holy> shit! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh. tell me i'm wrong <laughs> no, you're not wrong that's what okay. so fucking amazing
3: it's i mean so if they make him shave amazing. his whatever that stupid haircut he has i mean all he has to do is wipe chocolate on his face oh around my his god. lips melted yeah. just put melted hershey bar around his lips and i gotta done. be honest
2: with you like the idea of you know i've long time told you that I hate the Bray Wyatt gimmick I hate all any gimmick that has to do with supernatural I also hate Jonah I hate Bronson Reed I I told you back in that Bronson Reed sucks episode that I, I'm i glad that he's gone but I was glad then too but for Christ's sake I don't think that I think you just sold me on liking Jonah
3: holy shit Well, for this role it's gonna be for this role <laughs> We did see Beth Phoenix also. I, I don't know what's going on with the judgment day, but I really don't care. But listen, it was uh, the one thing Finn said is that y- you've been beating up sub Mysterio so often that, that he's starting to like it.
1: Yep. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. She was wearing some nice uh, tights. Yeah, listen... Uh, Rhea can get it done when she gets it done, but she can also look really, she really has a penchant for like trying to dress like a, like a guy in the mob with like those like bowling shirts or like Hawaiian shirts with like, like a, like a tank top underneath. It's like a, mean like, like a Baron Barbie. Corbin. Yeah. Well, Baron Corbin doesn't put a shirt underneath. I mean, I wish he would. Um, he used to. Well, he should, again, he should invest in some, you know, under, you know, tank tops or something or T-shirts, any turtlenecks, anything, capes, <laughs> <laughs> cowls, <laughs> like, a, like a monk's habit or something, uh, that habit, Uh Full cowl and cloak. Anyway, doesn't matter. Bianca <laughs> Belair signed with the talent agency WME, so she's going to be big money Bianca pretty soon. That's pretty cool. Big money. Do you think? Yeah. Do you think that's a bigger a bigger signing than like? Um, I mean, Sasha Banks. I don't even know if Sasha. I would imagine Sasha Banks has an agent. Oh, she definitely she definitely has an agent. Um, I don't know if that's a bigger signing or. not. I mean, I, I'm going to say know for the moment because sasha actually has acting credits and she's you know part of the mandalorian and star wars franchise so there's that um and she know and she's related to snoop but i mean i, I mean I, I don't know that one thing has to do with another i mean you know there's, mm-hmm. there's plenty of celebrities out there and and you know bianca certainly in like the fitness category i mean she's i mean sasha's a you know a, a tiny woman bianca yeah. Yeah, bianca's diesel i mean yeah you know, and listen bianca you know hit at the right time because if, if if aw was bigger and they found jade uh you know they, you know maybe there's only room for one in you know one of that statuesque type in a talent agency but there's more than one talent agency um and i doubt that's the case either i'm sure they have lots of folks that you know uh, you know can fit lots of casting calls and whatever um anyway good for her uh, and good for montez as well um a lot of people that have them been on raw you know almost hasn't been on mvp hasn't been on we haven't seen as much as the street profits i don't know i'm just saying there's there's plenty of time for voices or segments that doesn't have to be the bwo 17 times a show um sort of a <laughs> way to say that you miss um veer you know what not really, but at least it'd be different than the BWO. Like, do, some, like, do something with them. But I understand they're trying to figure out how to untie that knot and figure out what to do with them. I mean, they just made him into, like, hook basically, that he can't lose. Um, former uh, NXT current AEW stars, Ever-Rise 2.0, whatever their names are, they got contract extensions with AEW. So good for 2. them. 2.0? 2.0. And members of the Jericho Appreciation Society, the, the galaxy leader and sports entertainers. Tenille, so it's another week, another wrestler leaves Impact, Neil Dashwood, former Emma. Oh. So, you know, she's rumored to show up everywhere. Whatever. Who is she dating? Um, uh, oh, well, what's the guy? Madcap Moss. Madcap Moss. Good for him. Good for you, Madcap. Good for both of them. I hope those kids are happy. Good for both of you. Also, another WWE rumors. I'm not sure how much there is to it, but Renee confirmed that, the, that Renee has been in talks with WWE. I hope boys. this is a fucking lie.
2: I, I love Renee Young. Don't get me wrong. But if Renee signs with them, then it's not long before we see the fucking sloppo. Fucko, John Moxley, coming back to WWE, and I don't, I don't want him anywhere
3: near my my sports entertainment. All right, you had that's your two Moxley rants for the week. Um, the other one they're talking about, and this is my rant: I don't want to see him anywhere or hear him is Marro Renaro. I more, I never liked him. I too much. Mamma mia! Yeah, just just. Too much, not interested, just not interested in the dude. Uh, the WWE draft was going to be uh, in early September. Now it's sort of up in the air, but they're going to have wrestlers move back and forth until there's a formal draft. I, I, I'm not sure how much this matters. Um, people are saying it's still after WrestleMania. I'm hearing it's it's going to be in the fall, maybe more like October, but we'll see. Um, I think it makes sense to, to
2: have, if you think about like, I mean, the baseball draft is in the middle of the season, but most other major sports have their draft after the season is over. Mm-hmm. Now I know WWE doesn't really have an off season, but if you were to consider their season, it'd be WrestleMania to WrestleMania, right? So yeah. once you end at the, at the storylines at WrestleMania, everything, the season should start over. So I think it would make sense if you're going to have the draft, you do have it after WrestleMania, like in May.
3: Well, I think the belief is, and May would work with this because you do it during the the sweeps weeks, um, mm-hmm. where you, you you spike the audience um, to get bigger ratings with something different. Um, so May would make perfect sense, actually. And you go into the summer with fresh, fresh um, matchups. The problem this year, and they didn't do one this year, so it's not a problem, is that they did Money in the Bank, which to me is a pretty important show. But all I have to do is, is move Money in the Bank to a different time of year, which is right. which, which is fine. Um, this probably would have been the lead story had there not been so much else. But Jeff Jarrett was already, they said released. I mean, he was an employee, so I guess he was fired. But basically five weeks into his tenure, Jeff Jarrett released as a vice president for live events and replaced Like 24 hours later with the road dog, Jesse James, Brian James, uh, going back home. We sort of saw the writing on the wall a few weeks ago. He was talking great about Tony Khan. Then he was talking shit about Tony Khan and talking great about Hunter again. And then he gets rehired. So there you go. I love it. And, And
2: how apropos that it is the same guy that he had an angle with all those years ago is like the the what was
3: it the, the lip singer mm-hmm. yep. well also that he's the road dog and he's a, he's a vice president of live events which is oh, the road I, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't put that pun i didn't put that that, that together but yeah that's a great yeah. pun. that's very funny he's like the top road agent now and uh for those who care Ka- kazuchika okada is on paternity leave, but I don't know exactly what that means because he's already booked for shows in a couple months. So I, I guess his paternity leave is less than two months. But uh, we said last week he won the G1. Yay. Um, and he had a baby, obviously. Um, Good for him. Good for you, Okada. That's right. Having baby Okadas. Now, Steve doesn't want to talk about it, so we won't talk about it at length. But John for who, No. For those of you who, who ha- haven't seen it, the body cam footage of Jake Atlas's pre-arrest and arrest have been released. Do yourself a favor, take a look at it. It's not a good look for him. It's sort of like an episode of cops, but boring and in a nicer apartment complex than usual. But Jake Atlas does not come off looking so good in this one. Not that you would really would have expected him to, but R- remember, remember that's AEW's Jake Atlas, not WWE's Jake Atlas. Or, or nobody's Jake Atlas at this one. but it just, just take a look at it. And, and folks, you, you don't have to bother to see whether you can just tweet me directly or email <laughs> me or whatever, and let me know your thoughts on it. No, you know, nobody cares about Jake Atlas. Nobody's told Karen, it. um, Last WWE bit before we get into ratings, or at least that I have, is that Survivor series sold out. I don't know how big a venue it is, but sold out basically immediately. Um, and Austin Aries, people remember him, he released a statement that says that he regrets how he left impact and he'd like another chance, which again is yet more proof that control your narrative is dead because him and Wesley Blake were two of the people on that roster as was flip Gordon, but we already mentioned a four flip is on NWA seven seventy-four on a per appearance wrestling. They called us. So there you have it. That that that's my news and notes. I don't know if there's any topics that we missed. No, I think we covered it all, Jeff. I think um, I was looking at some other notes from the week and
2: no, I think we got it all, man. I think this has been a, a full show and we talked about it
3: all. Don't forget, we just run through the ratings real quick.
2: Well, we ran through the AEW ratings. So yep. give us, hit us with the spectacular, the record-breaking, record-shattering WWE ratings. Go ahead.
3: Okay. Impact, 92,000, down 39,000. <laughs> New Japan Pro Wrestling got reported at 48,000. Um, SmackDown, 2.084 million, up 157,000. New Japan, I can't tell you how much they were up by because they were not reported for the last four or five weeks. Um, Rampage went down 67,000 to 461,000. Raw went up by 27,000 to 2.005 million. NXT went down 45,000, but still to a seasonably robust 678,000. Dynamite went up by 92,000 to 1.049 million. NWA last three weeks, ooh, it's not pretty, 33, 39, 51. MLW, still no new shows. Elevation, 228. A week ago, 240. And two weeks ago, up to 201. Dark, this week, 182. Uh, from last week, up to 254. And from two weeks ago, up to 248. So I did look at New Japan Strongest. I have no MLW. Uh, this week, 6,300. 6, 6,300. A week ago made its way up to 7,700, and from two weeks ago to now, that shows is uh, the outlier at 16,000. So still mired, not impressive. So in the mud, just like AEW. Uh, well, more in the mud than AEW, sort of under AEW's boot, so to speak. I've always said suck sucking the life out of these other promotions. It didn't intend to, but the Alternate WW appetite has been satisfied and oversaturated by AW. There's no need for them to watch all this other shit. That's right. Anything else, Jeff? That's all I got. All right, guys. Thank you
2: very much for listening in episode 98. If you want to reach out to us, please make sure that just send us a line. Send us an email at hammerlockhangover at gmail.com. That's hammerlockhangover at gmail.com all one word. Uh, You can reach us on our socials, Facebook, Hammerlock Hangover, or you can find us on Twitter at Hammerlock HO. That's Hammerlock HO. And wherever you're listening to us, guys, please make sure that you leave a like, leave a follow, leave us uh, whatever it is, uh, flowers, there's a a five-star button, if there's a smiley face emojis, whatever is is there to say that you fucking love this podcast and we're doing a fantastic show, just do that. Write a comment. Say, I fucking love these guys. Or be like Tony Khan and be like, they're great. I'm really glad that they're not taking my talent.
3: I own sort of half of Ring of Honor wow okay i sound like i sound like bernie sanders
2: <laughs> you kind of do it. did bernie sanders just own half of ring of honor yes but
3: i own the other half i'm a pro capitalist now and i bought a bad business <laughs> oh my god wow bernie you Khan know, actually sounds a little bit like bernie sanders a little a little bit uh, he's he's got that nervous energy a little bit yeah it's the vermont white <laughs> <laughs> um jeff any plugs lots of plugs uh you can catch me on all sorts of shit on the pwc i also was on the dollar club wrestling podcast this week that you can see the stream and listen to it um obviously garden of doom and garden views garden of doom continues to chug out chug along it's you know uh, uh The cryptids, ufology, history, uh, religion, theosophy, alternate uh, pop culture, Um, Garden Views. It's sort of the cousin show. They're both on the Garden of Doom feed. You can find all our... These shows, including Hammerlock Hangover on the Wrestling Suit Network and the P.W.C. and the P.W. Hustle. Uh, Some also are on the Homming Media Group as well. Um, That's right. What else do I have to say? Uh, Yeah. So uh, uh, recent Garden Views, I did a show on trademarks and copyrights and entertainment law. So for those of you who are interested in that sort of thing, you may want to check that out. Uh, Also on cannabis law. So if those of you who are interested in that, you may want to check that out. Um, So. Yeah. Th- those are the plugs. I guess I'm at Icarus. I'm now guess I'm at Icarus fell MD. So you can follow me on Twitter uh, and uh, I'll follow you back as long as I can confirm you're, you know, a semi real person, not someone who wants to sell me nudes. That's right. And you can hit me up at Big Daddy Cool on Twitter as
2: well. I love uh, interacting with the wrestling public, oh, yes. uh, you, you know, uh, before we close out the show, um Yesterday was Vince McMahon's 77th birthday. And so I saw Stephanie tweeted out and then, you know, happy birthday, Pops. I love you. And then I replied, happy birthday, Vince. We
3: miss you. That's nice. I saw a picture of Vince on a date with someone and double dating with John Cena and his wife. And Vince has a very knobby elbow. There was actually a, it was like a big party. It wasn't just a double date.
2: Like everybody was there. Uh, I oh. saw Brock Lesnar was there, Triple H, Pat McAfee. You know who was not there? Linda McMahon.
3: Why would she? Be? She had a date too. Um, <laughs> or, was Nick Khan there? Uh, I'm no, I don't think so. I haven't seen those. Yeah, pictures. he was liar. I don't think he was there. The li- wait, wait, wait. I got a phone call. Hello, Jeff. This is Nick Khan. Tell Steve that I was definitely at the party. Oh, my God. Wow, wow that's, weird. that's weird. I just, <laughs> weird. I just checked my my voicemails, and there it was. Yeah. That is wild. Yeah. Oh, now you know my source. Oh, She's fine. Oh, no. Sorry, now. Oh, shoot. Uh, just I... in the nick of time. Oh, well. Just
2: in the nick of time. Guys, thanks for listening uh, to Hammerlock Hangover. Really appreciate you guys, and
3: we'll see you next week. Jeff? <laughs> Stay with my friends.
0: The Baltimore Symphony Orchestra presents their season opening gala, celebrating the 40th anniversary of the Joseph Meyerhoff Symphony Hall. This elegant evening will feature Grammy-winning soul and jazz vocalist, Lettucey. Join principal pops conductor Jack Everly and the BSO for a night of music, dancing, and more. Come celebrate with the BSO at their season opening gala, September 17th at 8 p.m. at the Joseph Meyerhoff Symphony Hall. Tickets available at bsomusic.org.